Hello and welcome back to the house that happens, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke. Voted four times the best dive bar in all the GTA, and you know it's number one in our hearts. And we are now with 50% less arguments about shot attempts. Hi, I'm Andrew Milani. Hi, my name is Cruz. How you doing? Good. I had a good weekend in Ottawa last weekend. Uh, how about yourself? I had an outstanding weekend, and I'd like the viewers to know that Andrew only took 27 takes to get the start in, okay? Oh, don't spoil the magic. Oh, but it was magic. That's what I'm saying. It was absolutely brilliant once you got there. <laughs> I mean, I went stunning performance. We might even get a... Emmy nomination. No, don't give Emmy for radio, do they? No, no. What do they give it? There's some award. I don't know. Anyways, he's been outstanding. How was Ottawa, by the way? It was fun. It was fun. Yeah? Went around the city, you know? Okay. Um, I haven't been to Ottawa in about 30 years because I heard that when you go to Ottawa and you leave, it takes a week to get the stench off your body. Is that true? <laughs> How are you feeling? I don't know. The stench is still... Uh, <laughs> oh, it's still lingering? Yeah. No, oh, no. Okay. But uh, we saw the, the, some of the protests. One of my buddies made a point. He's like, no one's got any signs. How am I supposed to know what they're protesting? All of a sudden, we just hear a guy, F. Trudeau. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's how you know. <laughs> is, uh, is, uh, is the canal still frozen now, too? Is all that stuff still there? No. So uh, this is the second year in a row. It's basically been closed. So there was one weekend that it was really cold that they opened it. They were saying that they were going to open it on Sunday for people to, like, walk along. But I don't think that ended up happening because they had a lot of snow. But Yeah, because the ice isn't thick enough or something, right? Yeah. When I was yeah. a kid, I used to go there. They used to race skidoos down there. I thought it was so cool. But that was back in the day. So I'm not worried about climate change because we've had a decent winter, haven't we? Don't I, you I think? would agree. Um, it's been a little cold. And why did it go down to like minus 13 this morning? <laughs> Can you tell like a couple of days ago, I didn't wear, wear gloves walking my dog. Today, I'm freezing my ass off. Welcome to, it's not Il Nuno, it's the other Nuno. That whatever, his cousin. His cousin. So that's why we have problems. It's going to be with back uh, nice this week. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I'm hoping for the best because spring training has opened, has it not? Spring training, and we are just seven days away from the first F1 race in Bahrain. Oh, yes. And we have a lot going on there, do we not? Yes, of course. I mean, Red Bull, I mean, they still look like they're the best after testing, at least this first round of testing. Uh, Ferrari, though, looks like they could be the top contender. They had a bit of a weak start last year. If they can kind of, because like they're known for having strong starts. If they can have a strong start and then kind of bring the upgrades and whatever, like uh, what Fred Vasseur kind of brought in, they could have a strong season. I don't know if they'll win, but. I like the, uh, you know what? And um, I've had a few people tell me like, Cruz, when did you become a Formula One guy? That's not what it's all about. When you discover something that's really interesting and we love the highest level of competition in the world. Um, the more I, I look at F1, I'm saying the dynamics, literally, in building the car, um, uh, what do they call it? The, your steering system, your fuselage, your back end, your wings. And there's 22 races, you say, and every track is different. Mm -hmm. So your car might be better in this one than the other one. I'm absolutely fascinated by the fact that um, how they've got to build the cars for a whole season, understanding the different tracks they're going to have to race on. You know sure. what I'm saying? It, it just blows my mind. And what's that one where they can't even pass on? Monaco. Monaco. Like like that? They've been racing on that since, what, 1904? I don't know. Something ridiculous. A long time ago, yeah. A long time ago. So, like, that's... The, Probably, like, the 30s or 40s. Yeah, whatever the case may be. But that's what fascinates me because the evolution of the cars has changed a thousandfold. Sure. But you still got to race on that track. 
That's what's so cool about it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And uh, I did watch some expert stuff on it, this stuff, and, and I think it's great because I always say at the beginning of prognostications, which we'll do during baseball, we can say, I think this is going to happen, but you should review it after about a month because you really should see what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, I've just bought a baseball book to read what's going on there, and then I watch MLB Network, and I'm going, well, something's not connecting here because this guy's saying this and this guy's saying that. Well, you ask 50 people, you're going to get 50 wildly different so opinions. So that's my point. Like, the guy that did the F1 preview, he was very cool in this way. He said, I think these are the bottom feeders. I think Red Bull's at the top. But he goes, these four teams, Ferrari, Mercedes... McLaren, Aston Martin and McLaren. Yeah, those four teams, he said, they could come second to fifth or fifth to second because he says, we haven't seen the cars on the track yet. Although McLaren, they're saying they're a long way back at Red Bull and even a long way back at Ferrari, so they're talking themselves down. That's the Zach Brown guy, right? Yes. Can we tell the world who Zach Brown is? Oh, you can tell the world what you think of Zach Brown. This guy is like, um, say you're playing baseball. Let's go, or playing hockey, okay? And your team is better than him's, it's his team. And we kick your ass every week we come out. This guy's gonna find something wrong with the way you tape your stick, the way you park your car in the parking lot. Wow, hold lot. on, that's F1 though. Everyone does that. Even your buddy Christian Horner was doing that when Red Bull wasn't looking so hot. Uh, this guy, like I seen the press conference. He's the only guy, he was, he was poking them. Every time he could, he poked Red Bull in the eye. Didn't matter what it was. It was oh, well, about design, okay. design, speed, uh, whatever they talked about when it comes well, to the big that guy's piece of shit. Well, the big okay. problem is how, uh, like, basically, they're like, it looks like they're giving information to RB, like the the number two team, right? Oh, obviously. Like, where their car looks like the RB19 from last year. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, you know what? But what's, what's illegal about that? There's, you're not allowed to share that information. It's in the rules. That's what they say. <laughs> but, okay, but you're my cousin. Does We're going to go what, for beer. That's, so, what, that's what's shady about the Red Bull owning two teams, though. Exactly. But that's why this guy, Zach Brown, I think is a bit of a bitch. Just get your car out there, kick some ass, and we don't hear about it. Winning solves everything, right? He's sure. already arguing, like, why he's not going to win. I don't want that. I want to say I'm going out there to kick your ass. But he's already going, oh, they got this. They're doing that. This is illegal. What did Horner do with that girl? Wow. He didn't let's, say let's, that, but he might as well have said that. Sure. Because you know what? They got to clear it up. And you know what? We, 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 we haven't addressed the elephant in the room, but we all know, and we talked about it on the last show, Mr. Horner has got some apparently serious allegations. Against him, yeah. Yeah, about some inappropriate actions concerning a female. Well, my take is, and I told you this off the thing, I think the guy's kind of Teflon myself, and I think it's going to slide. And it's got to a point now where he said... Let's get this over with before we start the race because I don't want to talk about it. So, if Oh, we, yeah, of course he's going to say that. But uh, I'm saying is that um, everyone says you got to do your due diligence and we got to go through the proper procedures. Okay, I agree. How much time does this take? I don't know. They're going to be careful. Justice delayed is justice what? I don't know. Okay. I've never heard that phrase before. Well, I forget how they put it. But anyways, <laughs> um, I'm looking at it this way. I, I like the fact that Horner is saying, let's get the cards on the table and get it over with so it doesn't become something <laughs> What else is he going to say? Well, oh, no, investigate me, guys. Like, no, but I'm saying like, this. Like, his attitude is if he had some kind of... He's not, he's not, um, he's not appearing to be someone that, that looks like they're going to be guilty. I don't know about that. He's gotten a chippy a couple times. So what do you It looks think like he'd be nervous. Doesn't look nervous to me. Uh, he looks nervous to me. Does he? Yeah, he does. 
Okay, okay. I didn't say I mean, He's kind of like squirming his chair a little bit. Only because Zach Brown keeps poking him in the eye. Well, if you got nothing to worry about, why would he be squirming? Because you know he's digging. That Brown guy's just digging now because he does. They, obviously, there's some kind of like, they don't go to beer for beers together. Obviously not. Okay, we know that. So what I'm saying is this is games and ship now. I'll do, I, listen, I'll do anything to win. Like as long as I don't cross the line. Sure. Like, it's like a football player finding out that your sister went to freaking rehab last week and you're across the line and he starts telling you, hey, what rehab's your sister in? Is she a junkie? You're going to think, what the hell? You know what I mean? So I think that kind of stuff is going on, which has nothing to do with the product on the, mm-hmm. on the, on the grid when it goes on. But we'll find out next week. We're a week away, correct? Yep. We're a week away. Should so, be a lot of fun. Uh, yes, in Bahrain, and they've been there two weeks. And you know what? I got to go to one of those places one time. Because remember they show it like Dubai, Bahrain. Like, see how beautiful these cities are? I have, those are fake cities, though. Well, they're Lego cities. <laughs> okay, is what they are. I have no interest in going to the Middle East. I, I just want to walk around for one day. I don't think you're finding many affordable one-day packages. No, I'm not saying, but you know, and you know what? They are made-up cities. They are Lego cities. But the shit going on there is amazing. Like oh, the shit there is amazing. No pun intended. Okay. <laughs> look up poop trucks if you haven't already. Okay, people. there you go. I got you. I hear you. That's a whole different credibility. People thing. dumping them at the side of the road. Great place to visit. Uh, Great place to visit. But you're in your downtown Dubai. It's amazing. When you everything there. <laughs> oh, away from the shit smells. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Instead of talking about bad things, we should talk about things that women have done that are amazing, which brings Absolutely. up our girl. Caitlin Clark breaking the NCAA women's, women's scoring record. Doing it in style, too. You see the oh, yes. shot she did it with? Yes, 100%. And I like the fist pump. And you know what I even like better is that um, right after that, she did a um, picture on her site where she was going out to celebrate. And that's what I like about if they're going to do that with the guys, do it with the girls. She looked absolutely spectacular going out for the evening. Mm-hmm. She just looked like that cool girl next door. I'm going out with my girls to party. And when she's on the court, she looks like she's going to claw your eyes out at the drop of a hat. I love that about competitors. You know what I mean? So let's look at their whole package here. And I'm just wondering, um, which you looked up and I took, looked at the standings this year. Iowa is ranked fourth. Yes. In the country. I'm not going to put any shade on Caitlin this way, but I've often believed this because I'm. You know, everyone knows I'm a college basketball guy who hasn't been following enough this year, but sometimes you're going to get, um, when they have the AP polls and stuff, you sometimes get votes on reputation. Then when you play, something happens, you drop immediately, which was so drastic about college ball. You lose But their record's good, too. They their can, record they can back is it up. solid, um, and, and, but the Big Ten is not as strong as... It usually is on the women's level. So the question you asked me, can she win it all this year as she's going out the door? Because she's just a senior now, She's right? a senior. Yeah. Um, She'll I be in the WNBA next year. 100%. I do not think that Iowa is capable of winning it all. No. Sorry, not I even don't. a chance, even though they went to the finals last year. No, because I think that, that was a huge upset, and um, South Carolina is lurking in the weeds and they're they're one of those teams like you know we should have won it last year and mm-hmm. they brought everybody back so they're on a mission um i hope it doesn't happen but i think that if they were to meet again they would squash iowa they mm-hmm. would just they're just going to squash them because they're pissed off and lsu ended up winning with the coach what's her name with the fans yeah, coach yeah. Down to his school south carolina is in the weeds and they're pissed off so but anyways so that, you think that, it's an sec year that oh yeah 100 okay. percent. but let's not take away from her accomplishment bro no and she's just 75 short of breaking pete maravich's just 
Which men's is or women's just record, yeah. insane because for all you young people that listen out there, some people say that Pete Maravich might have had the greatest handles of all time. Yes, I've heard that. You know what I mean? The guy was unbelievable. The problem was... Career was cut short due to injuries. And not only that, he played in the ABA to start. So by Did the, he really? Yeah, he started in the Because I know he was like a Utah Jazz or whatever, New Orleans Jazz at that time in Atlanta. I thought he was just Atlanta Hawks. No, but that was later in his career. When he started, he went to the ABA because they paid more money. Fair enough. You know, because he went to, uh, where did he go? He went to LSU. LSU. Okay, so let's not talk about the state of Louisiana and how they operate there. But in any event, uh, he ended up going to, they were, I'm pretty sure he was on, an, he started in the ABA. He played against Dr. J in the ABA and against... Um, uh, no, no, he didn't. He just went straight NBA, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, Atlanta. He did not play in the ABA. Did at not all? play in the ABA. Okay, I stand corrected. I thought he played in the ABA. Who was the other guy that played there then? But I know, know Doctor J went to the ABA. That was big money. I thought that uh, Pistol Pete went there too. The thing is that the guy wasn't that big. Like I mean, he was. I think. Uh, Caitlin Clark is probably as big as Pistol Pete when you think back on it. But um, guy had great handles. He had great handles, and then, like you said, he had the injury, but he never did anything but score in the NBA, which is great. But if you don't get a ring, you're not recognized. Sure, but, I mean, he also didn't have great teammates, I'm sure. Terrible organization at yeah. the time. until they Atlanta and New Orleans, those weren't exactly world beaters in the, the 70s NBA now, were they? No, they weren't at all. But let's just say it this way. Um, do you think that Caitlin Clark has an opportunity to one day be on the Mount Rushmore of women's basketball? Why not? We'll have Not to that I'm it. super educated in the world of women's basketball. Neither am I, but I can think of three or four that like, you talk about: Candace Parker and uh, Cheryl Miller. Cheryl Miller. A couple of these players who, like, we can't forget them because the, the WNBA was not as dominant as now, which is great because it bodes well for also the PWHL. You know, here mm-hmm. now we got that going because we're going to go on there, and I'm trying to watch it more. I'm saying that I think it'll, it'll be there when we see Caitlin Clark on a WNBA Finals game on a Thursday night on national TV. Yeah. Uh, you, I don't think we're going to see it, but I think we should if we're going to try to make it equal, right? Sure. Uh, but it all goes down to this. Remember, it's entertainment and it's uh, eyes on the screen. Can she bring enough eyes to the screen to put herself into prime time in that situation? Well, I mean, I'm she's, hoping. She certainly made herself a, kind of a star last year in the tournament. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. But I, I She got me watching. Exactly. And I watched the game, too. And I did end up watching the finals, too. I'm just saying that um, um, let's get back to why we do the house that happens. If that's the highest level of competition on that night, let's turn it on. It doesn't Agreed. matter who it is. Like, we should be going there. Congratulations to Caitlin Clark. Anyways, I think in the next few years, we'll be talking a lot more about her. Yeah. So to speak. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Uh, on to some disappointing news. Um, a former strength and conditioning coach of the Toronto Argonauts is suing quarterback Chad Kelly for $50,000, and she's suing the team for just over $85,000 for wrongful dismissal, claiming that um, basically the Argos had harbored a toxic working environment. Chad Kelly had made numerous uh, moves towards her, let's just say. She had uh, rejected all of them, and he kept going after her. Uh, Threatened her with violence, allegedly. Uh, This just is not a good look for the Toronto Argonauts. Okay, so everybody, if you're listening to this, you can be on either side of the fence on how you believe this is going to go down, but uh, we talked about this before because um, it's really hard to sometimes articulate situations like this because it's a moral 
situation. You know what I mean? Sure. So we'd like to believe here at the house that happens that we we live at the highest moral standards that you possibly can. But then again, if you see my past record, don't don't call call me a lawyer, okay? In any event, I'm going to look at it this way. Um, if we, these are allegations. Remember, we do two yes. things on the house that happens. We say allegations, and nobody sucks. The results suck. But the results may suck. Okay, that's what we're getting at. In any event, here's how I'm looking at this, okay? First of all, this woman did work for the team for five years. Five years. Okay? Kelly wasn't around five years ago. No. Okay? So now this girl who was obviously doing a competent job for that five years before I got there, or she would have been fired already if she wasn't as good as she said mm -hmm. it was. So I'm of this belief, Okay. I, I'm, I'm, if I'm sniffing around and you want to ask me my opinion, I think that she's been wrongfully dismissed. I just smell yes. it because now we're talking about the old boys school club. That girl stepped on our quarterback's to toes, get rid of her. That's wrong on every level. Part two, do we know the reputation of Mr. Kelly? I believe we do. There's a reason he's not in the NFL. Okay, so we've got, that, we've got his baggage to go with it. Oh, by the way, and where's the uh, general manager of the Toronto Argonauts? Where is he from? Pinball? Alabama. Not pinball. Oh, the assistant he's GM, John Murphy. John, yes. Where is he from? I believe he's from Alabama. They go to the old school football network. So here's what I believe is going to happen, and I'm not saying this is right. I think the only recourse this, this, this young lady had was to sue because I think she was wrongfully dismissed. So... I discuss this with my wife because it's always talking about um, uh, matters, uh, matters concerning these men, women, um, inappropriate, indiscretions, whatever. I think she had to sue because when she's going to get to the door, what's she going to get? What's she going to get for this? Okay? Mm -hmm. So, as I explained to you before, I'm thinking it's like this, okay? Say she's going to get $80,000 or 50000 or 100000 whatever it's right, going to be, right. okay? I think where justice will not prevail is when they're going to go through that door, her lawyer is going to look at her and say, listen, you can take 50 grand right now and walk away, or you can go through that door and get 100 or 150 grand or get nothing. How much do you think that comes into play? Oh, sure. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of these cases like this get settled out of court, right? Exactly. So I think that her only recourse to get somebody bad is to, she had to sue. So I don't think in this case we may, only because it's Toronto and we're Toronto-centric, I don't think we'll ever get to the truth on the matter. Probably but, not. Okay, but my take is I think that uh, Chad Kelly's a bit of a scumbag. That's how I'm going to, like, I, when, okay, like if it gets settled out of court, we never hear I mean, he again. comes across as uh, more than a bit of a scumbag in okay. this story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, and I should be laughing. I shouldn't be laughing because this is a, this is a woman who has a career and has basically been um, tossed aside in the name of the old boys club. And in this day and age, as many times as I believe in how the old boys club has got to us in a lot of positive ways in society, some old boys club things have got to go. Yeah, It's just got to go. We got to stop. It can't be like that way all the time. We got to have some changes. So to tell you the truth, I hope we get to see inside the door. Like she pushes it all the way. And I doubt we get to that point, though. I doubt if it is either, because as my wife said, remember this, if she loses, she's still got to pay her lawyers. Does she have the money to pay this kind of lawyer? Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a settlement. So next year, Argo fans, when you're cheering for your quarterback who's going to get you to the Grey Cup, are you going to stand beside his moral turpitude? Yeah, just it, it, it's a disappointing look into... Allegedly, a disappointing look into the door. Allegedly, of uh, like you're just like who's running the show here? 
Is it the GM or is it the star quarterback? I'm saying it's the brass. It's all on money. I told you, it's on money. As long as he, he, he's got, he's the best quarterback in the CFL, even though he did not show it in the Eastern Conference no, Final. No, he did not. Okay, we, we understand that. We're going to have a bad day. But that's called the bean counters like him. That's, and that's the bottom line. Money changes everything. Now, I'm not saying that's right. No. I'm just saying that when you get to that level of, let's push that out of the way. It's gone on for generations. Pay them off. Get them under the table. And let's continue on. The reason that we're bringing this out on the house that happens is I'd like to think that we're going to try to establish that there should be standards that should go across the board for no matter what, what you're doing in life. Yeah. Wrong is wrong. Right is right. And how many times? Like we we had a previous discussion where we had to talk about uh, Team Canada. Sure. You know what I mean. And basically, what's going on there? What did they try to do? They tried mm -hmm. to use money to make it disappear. If somebody's wrong, somebody's wrong. Let's do it right, and that's where we're going to stand at the house. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're, we're not going to change our thinking. So, Chad Kelly, now that you're down in Alabama getting sun and all, when you come back here, I hope that they tear you apart at the press conferences. We'll see if people even remember. Point well taken. You know Pinball's going to want to move things over and just tell, talk about uh, the fan experience, maybe. Oh, you, take a, you know that's coming. And you know, like I said, we've already discussed, Pinball can be nowhere to be found in this situation. No. It'll only be Mr. Murphy. The Argos haven't even made a statement about this. That's why I'm saying. And what, what if this was the Toronto Maple Leafs? <laughs> what if this was it'd the Toronto? It'd be a shitstorm. Exactly. So Shannon would have to say something. I agree, but that's that's what we're. My whole point is like, we have. Um, I like to think that we have a, a society that's based on some sort of uh, moral foundation, mm -hmm. and it seems to me every other week we're finding a case where winning is more important than morals, and that's fucked up. Very. That's what I'm saying. We're bringing our kids up to on the basis of that stuff then basically what you're going to get at is why are we watching sports yeah you know what i mean and i don't want to go there because i'm a sports junkie sure you know what i mean but you're starting to look at it like i don't know can't you have winning and a good working environment though that's like what why do those be, two yes. things have to be at odds with each other because some humans are not as good as other humans and i tell people every day we should be very thankful that there's more good people on this earth than bad people i agree you know what i mean if I we agree. didn't have that then we'd have more mayhem than you have good luck to this girl because we don't even know her name no but if she ever happens a host that happens we're cheering for you because i'm i it just smells to me that she got dicked around by the old boys the, the old boys club. Yeah. Get her out of the way, guys. Push her out the door. And you can do that because you're in a situation like, okay, we don't need you anymore. You're just a personal trainer. Bye. Get yeah. out. You're, you're uh, uh, replaceable. Yeah, you know what sadly. I mean? Yep. Very sad. Very sad. Good luck. Uh, we'll move this on to some baseball news. Uh, Rob Manfred, commissioner of baseball, announced that he will be stepping down in 2029, as or as you like to put just – being there to finish the fight. <laughs> but you know what? They all say that. Bud Selig, uh, the guy before that, they all say, I'm done there, and they come back and they take another two years. So I'm not, I'm not going there. <laughs> I, I don't know if Selig was as hated as Rob Manfred, though, so maybe... I, I'm just saying does. that I'm, I'm... You know what? In a weird kind of way, I'm glad that he's sticking around for this reason. Something weird's going on in baseball, bro. We've 100%. discussed it going on, and there's many factors. So before we get to the main thing we want to talk about for Toronto-centric, look what's going on here. We got, okay, it's not the Boris 4 now. It's, it's Boris 4, not the Boris 5. No. Okay, because one guy signed up, because I heard he panicked. He said, I'm taking the money, I want to get there, okay? 
If you don't know what we're Which talking, is kind of understandable. Okay, I agree. I want. I we want have put, a family to look after. I want to put food on the table. Okay, I get it. Now, what we're getting at, of course, is the famous Mr. Agent Scott Boros. And if you haven't listened to the house that happens right now, um, you will know my opinion of agents. So I'm not going to bring that part of the scale in here. However, something has been very distorted here. When you have a Cy Young Award winner, a former MVP, a guy that can pitch 200 innings and a winning record, and nobody's signing these guys. What is going on, buddy? What is going on? I don't know. Do you see, uh, I don't know if he's a Boris Klein, but do you see the video of uh, Joey Votto in the car wash? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> this hilarious. is in spring training. Yes. Okay. But, you know, what, what I'm getting at here is that... Um, there's, I'm not going to go back to the, say the C word, which is collusion, but there's something really weird going on. And I think what is happening, in my opinion, is that the league is going to try to break Boris because he's had so much squeezing of balls in the last 10 years. Well, name me a sports agent that's got more power than him. Maybe Rosenthal in the, in the NFL at times. But does he have a press conference no. like at the start of the offseason? No. No, he doesn't go that far. So yeah. I know what you're saying, but I think it's getting to a point now where the owners are going, okay, this is the time. Let's get in the ring, yeah. win or lose. I think that's what we're getting here, which is a really a shame because um, we, the Toronto Blue Jays, could use a couple of those players. Why just sign them and bring them in? But it's not going to happen. And we're now um, – they started today. Yesterday was the first spring – was the first Grapefruit League game, right? Yeah, I believe it was. Okay, so yesterday was the first game. So now – Half the guys have been in camp two weeks before the pitchers and catchers go there because you can go down like in Dunedin and start working out whatever you want. Mm -hmm. These guys, they got to work out on their own. And no matter what you say, working out on your own is not the same as being in the Grapefruit League. No, no. You know what I'm saying? So something's got to budge. So um, I hope in a weird way that uh, the owners do break Boris. Because if you look at a lot of contracts that are coming up right now, they're signing guys earlier, younger. Look at the Bobby Witt contract in Kansas City. Sure. You know what I mean? They're signing them early now so they don't end up with the end of those Cabrera pool host contracts. Right. No one, right. the history has shown those last two or three years, that's just, a, that's just. Disasters. You got it. Now, the first five years are great, but then you got to pay the three years on the end. I don't want to do that. So I think they're trying to pay them more now. And if you do see the guys that are coming off that, that those in-between players, what are they getting? One year. Two years with yep. a team option. Merrifield just signed with who, St. Louis? He got one year and a team option. This is a guy that's had top five hits in the major leagues the last five years, which I did not know. Do you know that, Merrifield? I did not. I just seen. This I knew guy. he was up there last year. Yeah, but, but he's, he's had the most hits in the last five years. He's in the top five of having hits. So, obviously, he's doing something well. Yep. He should be paid accordingly. He could not get a multi-year contract. It's insane. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking Mr. Manfred's going to stick around to go for the 15-round fight and see who's going to win, which could mean what? I'll tell you what it's going to mean. It'll be another disruption in baseball. Us fans will get freaking pissed off, and the younger generation will say, well, I'm going to go back to TikTok anyway, and baseball is going to go fall farther down the line. You know what I mean? Like, his popularity is solid, but I'm starting to believe if you say... Not a national level, though. It's more of a market-to-market Agreed. So what, like, I'm saying, and, and this is almost blasphemy to say as such, is baseball turning into a niche sport? Kind of is. Don't you agree? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they say this, okay? Let's just pick a city off the top of the map. The Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. That's a rabid fan base. Of course. Okay? They get to the playoffs, they lose. 
Do you think Philadelphia turns on baseball for the rest of the year? No. That's what we're getting at. Whereas the other sports, everybody turned on to see Kansas City play San Francisco in the finals, didn't they? Well, the NFL is a bit of a different beast now, aren't they? Oh, we agree. But that's my point is I think baseball keeps shooting itself in the foot. Agreed. You know what Agreed. I mean? Like, that, that's what's going on here. And, like, um, I would wonder if there is another work stoppage. Does, like, MLS kind of move in on MLB territory, so to speak, you know? They've been saying that for years, but it never happened. It never manifested. But ML, MLS, though, I, I mean, you could argue that maybe they're expanding too quickly, going into, like, whatever, they're going to 30, 32, I forgot how many they're going to, like, too soon. But... I mean, the eyeballs are on. We've seen the value of these, the, the valuation of a lot of these MLS teams start to shoot up, especially Toronto FC. Agreed. And some of the New York teams and whatever, you can go on and on and on. The can Florida they move team? In, yeah. Can yeah. they move into MLB territory? I'm saying it's possible, especially if there's a lockout. Um, maybe, but I'm, we've been talking about this for my whole lifetime. So I don't think that um, – I, I believe that the popularity of soccer has improved, I mean, increased tenfold in my lifetime. And just the player participation from a kid's level coming up is, is exponentially greater mm -hmm. than I've ever heard. However, this has been going on since the late 70s, early 80s. When is um, soccer well, going to break through? Hold on. Well, it's starting to because, well, it's a slow process because baseball was at the top. Then, you know, all of a sudden football passed it. Then, you know, basketball passed it. But if you go to how St. far do they need to fall? I don't know because if you go to St. Louis or you go to Kansas City or you go to um, New York or you go to San Francisco, you come to Toronto. These are all ball towns. I get that, but like if like you said with uh, Philadelphia, if they're out in the playoffs, are they really still keeping like paying close attention no. to the playoffs? Exactly. Well, that that's that's the problem what we had. But I I just think something's gonna go because now they're they're redoing the TV schedules. They've got. Um, all the other platforms trying to buy into live sports because it's the only real reality TV show. It's the only, everything else is just uh, prefabricated whatever. Mm -hmm. But the live events is basically what? Sports or concerts. I mean, you can't, can't there's no season for Well, there's concert. other live shows too. Yeah, but catch, especially saying. in Toronto. But. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, you know what I'm getting at here with, with that being the case. So they've got new contracts coming up with ESPN. Uh, Amazon's trying to get in there, which we're going to discuss in a bit. Oh, but what's yeah. What's going on? So everybody wants their bite of the live pie. Okay? And I agree with that. But does that mean if you're going to do that, you're going to make the fans pay more for a product that's been tainted by the fact that you don't want to pay players and the richest teams always get their thing because baseball is the last capitalist. Um, I'm starting totally. to think we're going to see a cap in baseball in the next CBA. You think? Yeah. I don't I th think you'll see a cap. I just think they're going to be a higher tax, which they've tried anyway. No, it didn't work. Th oh, yeah. Then why would they try that again? I think they're just going to go to a cap and just be like, hey, like we're only going to have this amount of money to sign you guys. But I think they're doing that now anyway in a weird way <clears throat> because baseball is cyclical in this way. When they were signing the pool host contracts <clears throat> and the uh, Cabrera-type contracts, that was in vogue at the time. Mm -hmm. I agree. Now it's not in vogue. Well, because people realize that was a bad mistake. So when we're going to get to that is, is like, okay, so they're signing younger guys for longer off the hop, which is, could be a dangerous thing too, but because you're always, you know, what are you paying for? You're paying for potential. Yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not, you don't have nothing tangible. So most of these contracts that are like all the ones that I've, I can think of off the, off the top of my head, they've all been like, okay, like this is a real good guy, you know? Well, what are they going to do? Look, look at Soto next year. Is what, 26, 27? Yeah. 
What's he going to get from the Yankees, or is he going to leave town? I imagine the Yankees are going to give him the bag, especially if they have, like, at least a half-decent season there. Come on. Okay, so what do we do with Vladdy? <laughs> well, we know what's going to happen with Vladdy. Okay. He's then. not sticking around. You don't think he's sticking around now either? Uh, you got me on your side on that. Uh, thank you very much. Anyways, before we continue on, Mr. Manfred, um, you're, you're, I think your mandate should be this. No lockout. You should try to find a way not to have a lockout. And uh, but what we're doing easier now, said than done takes two to tango. Well, the the bottom line is it's interesting because as we uh, let's just go into the Blue Jay thing here. Justin Turner is now in camp, and he's really trying to make an impression with the Blue Jays already because he says this is a great team and we can win now. What's the next thing he say? It's a black eye on baseball that they haven't signed these players. So you're talking about we're gonna win, but we got a black eye in baseball. So, in my opinion, what is he saying? We got something wrong with the product, but you're glad you're here to win? It can't be both. Uh, well, I mean, you can be happy that where you are. You could also say that there's a kind of systemic problem in baseball, right? Well, perhaps, maybe. So, he should get glad he only signed for one year because Vladdy might only be wonderful. Vladdy's good till next year, right? I believe so. So, after the 2025 season, then we're going to have to do something about him. I think he's going to leave too, but Vladdy's come in and said, hey, no hard feelings. Bullshit. <laughs> I call bullshit. When you go into arbitration, all the dirt's laid on the table. Everybody knows that. Nobody wants to go to arbitration no, in no. any sport. Okay? So you took what you should be your franchise guy, uh, son of a Hall of Famer, um, has the potential to be the face of baseball. He is on the game. Yeah, the video game this he's year. On yeah, he's on the video game. The, if the you're show. on the cover of a video game, what is the Major League Baseball saying about you? Oh, you're sellable. There you go. So, um, in my opinion, I think that the Jays should have maybe signed. Uh, they, they shouldn't have taken Vladdy to arbitration. I think they should have gave him the money. And what was the difference? Only two million. Yeah, nothing. Okay, so you just showed that you were going to give six hundred million to freaking Otani, but you can't give. It's a weird message that you're sending to your supposed star player that you're building around for whatever a decade or however long they're going to frame that. Okay, so what what are you saying to the fan base? Uh, uh. Okay, so I it's had a great to, fan experience. Oh, stop it! In any event, I I had to, I I put this down here because like I'm, we're honest here at the house that happens. We are not fans of Ross Akins or Mr. Shapiro. When they got hired here years ago, I always thought to myself, why is Toronto hiring bean counters? They were in Cleveland. The Cleveland money and the Toronto money, that's like me comparing my paycheck to Elon Musk. Okay, come on. It's, it's completely different. So I'm saying, okay, so these guys were smart with money. They're going to come to Toronto. Um, they should be able to do amazing things because if this is what they did with that payroll, what are they going to do when they come to Toronto? Sure, that was the idea. It's not working out that way. <laughs> I'm starting to get confused. So when they asked uh, Ross Aikens this week, and I'm going to give him the quote, and you tell me what you think about this. I'm still confused, but I'm going to go. I'm going to give him this benefit of a okay. doubt. So you could spend $600 million on Otani. Okay, right? But now you can't spend an extra $2 million for Vladdy. Okay, so we've got a little bit of something here where we're going, hmm, what's going on with the books? Well, I've given my take about the Otani thing. Oh, we're, we're, we'll get to that. But he said to this about, about people not saying, Mr. Aiken said this. Additions of significance would mean some level of subtraction. It makes more sense 
operationally for us if we consider an addition that we should be subtracting. Can you repeat that last part? You said that pretty quietly. Makes more sense operationally for us if we consider an addition that we should be subtracting. What language is that? Is that English? <laughs> like, like, where did you get that? You watch a Dune movie and hear somebody say something, you bring this down now. Here's what I'm taking out of it after. First of all, I think it was the greatest, like you said nothing ever to yeah. the press, but let's just dig a little bit deeper. Like empty calories. 100%, but is this what he's really saying? The word around the campfire is that Chapman would have come back to Toronto and he would have made the money is Boris. Boris is screwing it up. Let's get back to Boris. Um, they're saying we could we could sign you, but we're not going to sign you for that. I agree because Chapman doesn't agree that kind of money because his stick didn't do it. But we got to right. hold it on the defense, okay? So what I think he's saying is that the reason we let this guy go is because we didn't get what we wanted at him in the first place. So you tell him to bring him back. That's a subtraction. We're 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 we're, we're doing addition and subtraction at the same time. So I'm giving him the benefit of a doubt. Because I dug really deep to come up with this take on the matter. You know, I dug really deep. Because otherwise, it's complete bullshit. Sure. What kind of... You, anyone listen to this show, go back and listen to what I said and, and say it out loud, which is what I did. I actually said it out loud two or three times just because I go, what bullshit is that? So let's get to the real deal here. Our Toronto Blue Jays. What have we done for the fan experience as wins? Not that you're going to have cool beers and a cool seat up in Section 300, because I don't give a shit about that. I want to know who's going to close the games. I want to know who's going to play defense on third base. I want to know if we're going to have our hitters are going to be the best defensive outfield and the worst offensive outfield. Like, you know what I mean? These are the yeah. things that are going to me. Because if you want me to go to the ballpark, these are the things I'm going to be looking for. Not the fact that I'm going to be sitting into a TD Bank seat with a girl in a miniskirt handing me a drink. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they're selling me. Where they're going to put palm trees in level 100? Stop it. I want to know what you're doing on the field and what have we done. Not much. Okay, so now we're... We signed uh, Vogelbach to a minor league deal with a camp invite. Major League Baseball rankings come out this week. Okay. Do you know where Toronto's ranked? Number 10. Okay. I don't think that really matters, as we said, because nobody's no, no. played. Nobody's played a lick. Okay. By the way, in the top 10, three teams are in the top 10. Oh, and guess what division they're from? AL East. AL East. We got Baltimore, Tampa, and the Yankees all rated ahead of us. So four AL East teams in the top 10. In the top wow. 10 in the Major League Power Rankings already. Now that could, but we get to May 1st and that could be completely out the window. But No, but we've kind of raised our own uh, suspicions about the AL East and it's basically similar to that. Okay, uh, and we've been saying it for a while, but let, let's look at it from this point of view. And okay, Blue Jay fans, uh, BOH, if you're listening, let's look at it from this way, okay? Everyone says you need pitching. The Yankees rotation is nothing to write home about. So you need pitching so our rotation is better. The um, ba uh, Baltimore is going to fly away with this division if people aren't ready. They already won the division and they added, yeah. what's his name from Milwaukee? Uh, Burns. Corbin Burns, who was just two years ago a Cy Young Award winner. Okay? So what I'm saying is that when you, when you get to this point is, what are the Blue Jays going to do? If they, everybody is 5% better than last year, just to say, Varsho, Kermeyer, Kirk, who is still considered a top 10 catcher, which blows my mind. He's considered a top 10 catcher. You know that, Kirk? That makes sense. Really? 
He can hit, and then uh, he's a very good defensive catcher. Very good at framing the pitch. Okay, I'll give him that. But still top Defen- 10. Defensively, too. He's not bad. Okay, I'm not no, saying No, if you that. look at the, the analytics, I know it's your favorite uh, one. How else are you going to judge defense, though? I don't know. But anyways, he's in the top 10 that shocked me. But anyways, here's our saving grace, Toronto Blue Jays. If everybody does 5% better than they did last year, then we should be in the running for the for um, for the American League East Division Championship. That's a lot to ask for, though. 5% isn't much. What if From everybody? Everybody. That's a team. lot to ask for. Okay, so then um, 75. That's 5% across the board. That's across a lot. Across the board. That's I a lot. I want that. So That's that, a lot. So that means that Vladdy's got to hit 5% better. What does that mean? That means 40 home runs and 120 RBIs. 5% better. That means Bo hits 330 instead of hitting 320. That means Kiermaier hits 240 instead of 220. Varsho hits 30 home runs instead of... Kiermaier did not hit 220. Whatever he hit. You know what I mean? He hit like 270. What? Yeah. How many at-bats? Okay. Oh, my God. Empty calories. The guy, come on. The guy can't hit. Anyway, my point is, what's wrong with 5% across the board? Don't you want to improve? 5%'s a lot. Uh, Why not? Uh, Am I asking for too much? Yes. Really? You're you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. That's what it looks like. I want 5% improvement on everybody that's playing on the Blue Jays that was there last year. Am I asking for too much? Did you have a good offseason? You know, did you work on your diet? Okay, everyone's, had, everyone had, everyone's been working on the offseason, though. I this want isn't, this five, isn't what's 5%. That's, that's a lot. Why? 5%? Okay, so let's just say 5%. What did Vladdy hit last year? How many home runs? I got I the know, book like here. 30 or something. Okay, so 5% more is what? That's only five more home runs. You don't think he can hit five more home runs? Okay, but you're asked ask this from everybody in the everybody. lineup? Everybody, and I'm going to tell l- you uh, why. No. Because if we're supposed to be the defensive juggernaut that we are, part of the reason that your pitching staff looks go- so good is because you've got defense behind them. So if you weaken your defense, guess what? You're going to weaken your pitching staff. Ask Mr. Bassett, who throws a lot of ground balls. Who's going to pick up those ground balls? Oh, hold on. I thought, you were, I, I thought you were saying that everyone's going to be 5% better. Then they better be 5% better because then you got to hold up our pitching staff. That's what I'm getting at. But you're saying our defense is worse. We don't have nobody at third. We got the same outfield. Then how are they going to be 5% better? That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Who's going to be the 5% better? Who's going to play third base? Who's going to play second I don't, base? I don't understand how you could say it like you're looking for them to be 5% better when you don't even have any leads, how they're going to get there. Then I'm defending Mr. Aikman, who, Aikens. Who, Why? Because Why are you defending him? Because I'm trying to make sure. I don't want to be oh not watching God. baseball in August. Watch the Tigers. I will be. I'm going to pay attention to the Tigers. They're going to be one of the most improved teams in baseball. But don't you agree with me? What's wrong with the 5 well, Am I asking too much? You think? 5%'s a lot. 3% then. Well, barter. I want 3%. If you, if if you said 1% that, or 2%, I'd be like, okay, maybe. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing to me. That's, that's realistic. I want, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rephrase it. I want 3% across the board. <laughs> and I, if we don't, like and if we lot. don't, we don't even make the playoffs. Unless we I do, don't think they will make the playoffs. We are predicted by everybody saying that the Blue Jays should because of our starting pitching. How are we going to make the playoffs when we're going to be fourth in our division? Uh, that's what I'm saying too. Which <laughs> it doesn't is, make okay. sense. So my point is this: everybody says it's about pitching, and we have we have the best road. No, maybe Baltimore now. It's going to be right yeah. now considered us and Baltimore. Don't forget Tampa. But Tampa doesn't have a couple of guys are gone. But we don't know what they're coming out of their farm system, exactly. and that's what they do every year. So they could just trick us and bring some guy out we never even heard of, and suddenly wins 15 games. That's the Tampa way, which is a great organization to run that way because they don't have uh, Blue Jay, Yankee, Red Sox money. The Jays, the Jays are going to take a step back. I'm worried about that. 
But I'm trying to tell you why I think they shouldn't take a step back. Start with 3% then. I won't say 5, I'll say 3%. So that means Kirk has got to hit 3% better. Springer's got to hit 3% better. And he's a guy that I think is not. I think he's just... I think he's on the downward trajectory too. Yeah, and he's beat up. He's, he's a great guy. I'm glad he's here. But Varsho should be able to give us 3% better. Why not? We expected this from Barsho last year. We didn't get it. So we give. So why are you expecting it this year? Because I am expecting improvements. Players why? Go up and down. Why? What? Why are you expecting improvements? Because you learned from last year what you did wrong. Maybe he was. But okay, too much. that's my point though. Everyone in the league is doing this. For you to say like, oh, my team is special. They can jump up five percent. That's a little asinine. Why? I want that. Okay. I'm not backing down. I'm saying if that's but every team wants. But like my point is like every team you. wants that. That's not realistic you. to actually think that way. Okay, so here's what I'm Ever, gonna... oh I'm the best baseball team. My guys figured it out. They're gonna be five percent better. Guess what? Everyone thinks that way. It doesn't work like that. Guys go up. Guys go down. That's Agreed. how it works. Agreed. Okay, so I'm saying this: if the Toronto Blue Jays are gonna make the playoffs. I want a 3% increase, and it's very viable. I'm going to tell you why. They're not going to make the playoffs. Versho, Versho can hit 3% better, can he? Kermeyer can get 3% more production out of that guy. Come on. Can we get 3% more production out of uh, out of Bo? Can we get 3% more out of freaking... Uh, I, Bo, like, I would be surprised if he had a season like as good as last year, just because of like, the... the what he set for himself, like the high bar he set. Okay, so if he stays on the if level I, I would field. bet his numbers would be slightly down this year if I had to bet. Okay, so if he has a 1% drop. Glad I'm something. with you. His numbers should be up this year. Okay. He's the one guy where I'm like, okay, yes. Okay, so now we got to move over to the pitching staff. Is everybody going to sustain the same pitching that they did before? Not everyone is. Okay, because then we're going to weaken our defense. So that's what I'm saying. I want to make sure that Aikens, who you got going to be playing on the defense? Because he hit a lot of ground balls. And you're, and you're, a lot of times your pitching is based on the guys that can catch the ball. We're not even sure who's going to be catching the ball. Now our outfield is um, set. Yeah, on a defensive level. Yes. We should, like, if someone says, like, I think the Toronto Blue Jays can have the best defensive, defensive outfield field. in baseball, I can agree with that. But can I ask for them to hit, okay, 2% better than they did last year? On, on, I know on, a, grand, on a grand scale, I don't you think that's right. realistic. Okay, you are right. Okay, every team is saying what I am saying. There's a guy in freaking Arizona saying it. There's a guy in freaking Miami yes. saying it. Okay, I got wow, that. Wow, that was weird. I was going to say Miami too. But. Okay, <laughs> same thing. but you know what I'm saying? My point is that's what you should be striving for coming in. I mean, every team is doing that, but we got a team in front of us that has a realistic possibility of doing it. We've seen what they did last year. They underachieved. They've been underachieving. Okay, so now just play at your level playing field. Kirk, give us your average season. <laughs> well, your usual underachieving selves? No, no, I'm saying no. You know, you know, this is a, this is my point though. If those guys have their average season, they had below average seasons. So when except you get for to Bo. the okay, except for both. So if everybody on their like, you know, at the end of their career, you're gonna say, This is what I did on an average basis. Every sport, every yeah. player. Okay. So what I'm saying is that the guys on the Blue Jays had below average seasons last year. So let's just get back up to your level that your average season is going to be. So how that's a better. I should have framed it that way. Yeah, but but also consider you lost some pretty key pieces last year. Chapman, Merrifield aren't coming back. Who's going to be the guys that replace them? That's my point. I'm going. If you had $600 million to spend on a guy that you were going to get back in, merchandising, seat, and all that other 
uh, cottage industry. I get it. But you couldn't pay Vladdy an extra $2 million, so he's going to leave town in a couple of years. That's what I'm getting at. So I'm telling Aikens and Shapiro, bring in the guys that are going to have their average season so we don't have a dip in our pitching because our defense is weaker. I'd, you know? say, I'd say it's too late for that because it looks like they're, they're going to roll with the Bijou at third base if I had to guess. So my theory is this. Leave him there for 20 games, 30 games. Let's see what happens. If he hits 250 and gives us some home runs because he never has a consistent spot in the lineup anyway, right? No. Okay, so we put him in there. and then Well, hitting for average has been a problem with him. Okay, but if he hits 30 home runs and hits 240. Whoa, 30 home runs. Guy's got the power to do it. <sighs> but like, what, what's his career boy. high? Oh, I don't know. 20? Nope. Did he even hit 20 in his I career? Would, I would be surprised if he got much higher than double digits. This is okay, like so 11, 12. So what I'm saying is if we're going to improve then, and is only what, 24? 25 maybe, 26. Okay, 25. He's a little older than the other ones. I know okay, that. Okay, and, and whatever the case may be, leave the guy there. Don't keep switching around. Don't put him in left field one day, right field the next day, second base this week. Oh, it's Tuesday, you're paying third base. No, no, no. We're going to start the season. Let's go because April is the month that you, you, you get a frame on your team. Sure. So why don't we come out of the blocks and, okay, at least 10 games. Leave him at third base. If he's hitting... No, 20. I like what you said before. 20? Yeah. Leave him there, the 20 games. Like Every day you get the lineup, Bijou's going to play third base. Now, if you don't think his defense is there and you got a defensive replacement or you've got the pinch hitter stuff, I get it. Yeah. Okay, fine. but when the game starts, Bijou plays third base for the first 20 games, and let's see how he handles it. We could get an improvement there. What if he has about— It could also be a repeat of a couple of years ago when we tried him at third base. Okay, um, I'm not. He's a little older now. What I'm getting at is that um, Aikens doesn't believe because of subtraction that we couldn't have Chapman back because we're around the campfire and he even said this in MLB Network is that the Chapman people, Boris did come and say Toronto, are you still interested? Toronto said not at that money. Do you want to bring it down? And Boris said no. So Chapman was huh? open to coming back to Toronto, but obviously the door is closed now. Yeah, obviously. Okay, okay, the door is closed now. So that's huge defense. He's a gold glove guy. Chapman's a gold glove guy. Bichot's never showed he's got a gold glove. No. Is this his chance to do it? You know what I mean? Because I don't know. I think that's a little much for him, considering that he like well, he's going to go from like utility guy to gold glove third baseman all of a sudden. I think that's a it's stretch. happened. It's happened with other guys in the past in the history of baseball. It's, it's a stretch be out there cons- I'm I, think, I, was, I think those guys are like the exception rather than the rule. And to like feel like, oh, well, Biggio could do it. Like, okay, fine. I can win the lottery tomorrow too. That's, that's what we're talking about. Exactly. We don't know until we get it on the field. So I'm trying to be the eternal optimist here. Yeah. Because I hate when it's July, August, and I blow by. It's like watching the Raptors right now. Why am I watching the Raptors? Oh, let's see what they're up to yeah. today. But there's no real interest in it because we know that... They're not going to make it. They're not going to do anything, so it's hard to watch the Raptors. I don't want to get to August 1st, and I'm not watching the Blue Jays. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. So I'm going to go with... I'm going to take it back. Everyone's listening. 3%. Okay. I want a 3% across the board. High. You know, And we don't know who's coming out of spring training because we had some prospects that are coming up. Um, what's his name? That Tiedemann guy. Tiedemann. Did he pitch yesterday? No, okay, so Jay's, I think the game might have got rained out because it didn't show up on... Uh, I heard he, he, he pulled some muscle, and I went, no. Oh, shit. Because uh, he's, he's not scheduled to start today. No, so, so I heard that he pulled something in a, in, a, in, a, in a pitching session. Something went wrong. Because the, the, the weather, it's been a weird year for weather down in Florida, so we're going to get some weird stuff with the Cactus Fruit games anyway. But Anyways, uh, moving this along, uh, have you seen 3%? the... 3%? M- have you seen the MLB Fanatics uniforms? I don't want to. 
You haven't seen the pictures? Yeah, I seen one. The the see-through pants? Yeah. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> Do you, you okay everybody, if you've been listening to this at all, let me sneeze. Hold on. I am old. And I'm I'm very happy to be old because I got this far. But I'm gonna tell you again, Mr. Milani, this marketing thing drives me nuts. Like how much more money do you gotta squeeze out of the fan base? This is all based on marketing, bro. And then you were talking about maybe the quality of the jersey is not even going to be as good as the, the other no, one. No, no. I mean, Fanatics, they, they've been around for a while now. We know what the deal is. Cheap. Don't even get the printing right on these uh, T-shirts that they make half the time. Like, it's a joke. And now they're going to be making uniforms for MLB and the NHL next year. Buy up the Adidas NHL jerseys while you can, people. That's my advice. Oh, I agree. I don't have a problem with that. But I'm well, just I really saying- wish NHL went with CCM, but... Yes, we should have. It's a good Canadian company, too. The The bottom line is on this stuff is it's all marketing, and it's going to sell, and someone's going to buy it. You know what I mean? Like, let, let's put it this way. Those damn ugly, stupid-looking jerseys from this year's NHL All-Star Game are sold out. No, they're not. One of the you can still buy is- Okay, but that, okay, that was like one thing from like just real sports. Fine. Okay, so that, that's what I'm saying. So people are going to buy this shit. Okay, but that, that's okay. But you're—I think you're conflating the two here. You're going design versus like actual like quality of the product. That's the problem here. Oh, you go, okay, good point. Good point. And I—I'm I'm going for the quality of the product. And it's a disaster. Okay, so <laughs> but people are still going to buy it. But you know what's going? But you know what's happening though with fanatic stuff. They're—I don't know if you know—they don't have a great reputation. No, they don't. <laughs> no, and they haven't had a good reputation for a I long think, time. I think this is going to fall on, on both leagues' faces. So what do they do? They run back to another company after this? After the contract's done, I don't think they go back. But the contracts are really short, aren't they? Well, how many years is this? Is three years? Because I think all, every time there's a retailer gets involved, I, they never give anybody, like, Nike never got more than five years mm-hmm. from anybody. Nobody gets more than that because they know the competition is so high, sure. so they're going to let the next guy come in and bid. Speaking of Nike, though, I'm surprised that, like, they even are putting their logo on these uniforms because, like, they're licensed by Nike. It's, you still get the Nike swoosh on these uh, Fanatics MLB uniforms. It's like, why would they want their name associated with this crap? Money. But that damages your own brand. But I'm I'm not going to argue with that. But what I'm going to get at is this, though. There's a residual effect called money when you put Nike on there. So something's going into their coffer, whatever it's going to be. Regardless, and they're going to say, hey, we didn't make it. Fanatic made it. Sure, but you're paying money gonna... to put your logo on their uniforms. Ah, that's, that's doesn't, doesn't that, doesn't that smell wrong to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. When you phrase it that way, it's kind of yeah. like I want to be in these Nike memes. We're like, oh yeah, we're gonna put uh, our logo on these fanatics uniforms. I'd be standing up going, why? Uh, I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Well, we're gonna have to wait and see. And and you know what? The thing is, is you never hear any blowback from the players. The players don't give a shit. Well, for now, well, they, they haven't started wearing them yet, right? In the okay. games. Okay. Good luck to the new fanatics in the new uniforms. <laughs> You know? Our favorite Florida company. There you go. And like I said, I, 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 the three things in sports that kill me, agents, TV contracts, and, you, and marketing uniforms, they all make me crazy, no matter how you look at it. You know what I mean? But that's the world we live in today, correct? Absolutely. You know? Uh, moving it on to hockey, 2026, ML, the NHL announces that they will have an all-star game as kind of a lead-in to the Olympics, and it will be held in Long Island, Why? the brand spanking new arena. Okay, so 
There's been a lot of talk about, because Toronto just had the uh, All-Star game, mm-hmm. hockey All-Star game. There's a lot of talk about the, the quality of the game and the purpose of having it. And everyone's saying, well, let's just get rid of it. It doesn't mean anything. I, am, I, I, I don't watch the games, personally, so I'm going to be a bit of a hypocrite here. You have to celebrate the accomplishments of men who have taken their whole lives to become an All-Star. That should be celebrated. Mm-hmm. So let's take it from this point of view, and it's the best one I've heard. When it's in your town, you're excited. When it's not in your town, you don't even pay attention. So that's cool to me because your town gets to generate some commerce and some excitement about the sport at that time. So let's keep the All-Star game the way it is. However, how can you have an All-Star game in the Olympics in the same year? Because some players are going to play a hell of a lot more than other people, including your traveling and wearing a tear in the body of a player. I think. Well, I, I mean, let's, let's be, be honest here. Is the All-Star game really adding that much wear and tear onto someone's body? Come on. I'm not saying that it is, but I'm saying that everyone knows this. It's travel time, and we discussed this. You're more comfortable in your own bed than you're at the Holiday Inn or Best Western, some city you don't even know how to pronounce. That's what I'm getting at. So what it does is it takes out of your normal routine. We're humans. We're like dogs. We all have our routines. So what happens? The NHL's done this twice before. I don't think they 98 and 2002. They did have the All-Star game as a lead into the Olympics. So at least I guess that way you kind of meet up in one central spot and then like they're all going to fly from New York to Italy together. Okay, I got you. I got you there. But didn't you tell me that a couple of franchises got in trouble because some of their players played more than others and they were a little burnt out along the way? No. Didn't, where did I hear that from? Uh, you didn't hear that from me. Okay, so what it happens is we're saying this. All the other guys are sitting at home resting. And these guys play in the Olympics, so they play what eight games? Oh, trouble that way! I see. Yeah. Where teams get bur- well, I mean that's the Olympics, anyways. Though the All Star Game isn't going to change that. I don't no, think. but I'm saying when you come to the Olympics and stuff like that, so you're going to add in travel time, extra wear and tear, and then you got to come back home and perform for your owner, who's ultimately the one paying you the money. Mm-hmm to do the game that you're doing and whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying let's keep the All-Star game. You know what I mean? If they don't at all. But if, if it's any year where there's any other thing going on, like, like, well, like what's bigger? The Olympics are the four, four countries. Four nations face-off? Come on. That doesn't even – that pales. That's not even the same league as the Olympics. No. But they're canceling the All-Star game. To That's because it's an NHL-run event, though. The NHL's not going to be making money off the Olympics. That's what it all comes down to. Okay. Because at the end of the day, the All-Star game, you can't say it's about like, oh, it's about rewarding the All-Star. It's like, no, it's for the sponsors. Oh, and, and, and I agree. And the corporate people get together yeah. and everyone gets to have a schmooze and blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, that's, I, that's what I'm accepting about it. Because then if I'm an All-Star, I, I get recognized. You get to have the event. There's a party, a schmooze. I'm not saying you're killing yourself when you're playing the game. Come on. Definitely just, not. We just seen the NBA All-Star game last week. They scored so, 200 points. Come on, bro. More on that later. Okay, but yeah. So in any event, um, I, I, I'm thinking they, if there's something else going on, I can see you moving the All-Star game to the next year. But to completely all, abolish All-Star games, I think... Uh, no, I don't think anyone is seriously talking about that. No, it's come up. Well, everyone complains. But you know who's even more excited for? The kids. Yeah. What about the kids? The next generation. They're excited that their favorite player is going to play in the All-Star game and they're going to be eyes on it. And like we were kids once, and look, at we're generations later and we're still loving the game. Sure. So I'm, I'm from that point of view, I want to keep things going. But am I worried about the quality of the game? No. I'm probably not even going to watch it. Okay, which makes me a bit of a hypocrite when you think about it, but I think it's viable. And I think it's essential, and I think it's a tradition that should continue in every sport. 
whether you want to watch it or not, let's respect these guys. They spent a right. lifetime getting there, and then we're going to ignore it? I, I don't have a problem with all-star games. Like It's going to happen whether I like it or not. So Speaking of all-stars, is... Oh, did you? Can I lead into more hockey here? Sure, go for it. Let's discuss Andrew Milani's favorite subject, which I believe after sex is probably the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I'm not really sure. It's a close one, too. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Well, my, my, well you know, we're, we're boys. So that's just, I framed it that way because I knew you'd consider that being. What's going on with your Toronto Maple Leafs? It's been a great couple weeks for the I Maple Leafs. I bet you are. I mean, all the haters, all the distractors, all of a sudden you guys are heaven. You're floating on a cloud. Oh, Matthew's looking like a heart trophy favorite yeah, all of a sudden. Oh, everybody, everything's wonderful. Your goaltending situation is solid. Uh, Brody's playing on the left side. Everybody, Riley's back from his suspension. Riley's back from his We sus- finally have a, a third line that can score. Bobby McMahon is look like a revelation there. Uh, you guys have won six. Six in a row, and you went into Vegas and gave him a bitch slap. Yeah. Bit of a scary moment at the start of the third, but... Uh, what scary moment was that again? They had two quick goals. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, because everybody thought, oh, we got this game. Yeah. We got this game. I was going to text you, but I didn't want to uh, jinx it. But I'm saying this. Once you got up, if you get up in that game one in the fourth period, they gave up the two goals, but they tightened it back up. Yeah. Because doesn't the coach just say, stick to your guy? If you get a chance to score, great. But for the rest of the yeah, game, just yeah. stick Shut to it your down. guy. Just sh- that's all you got to do. And when they gave up those two goals, what did they do? They shut it down. They yeah. went right back to that. And that's how you got to play if they get the lead because Toronto's a great front-running team. Sure. And they've got the – and I'm, I'm saying this, and I'll say it again. There is no team in the NHL that's got a, a, a top end as good as Toronto's. No team. You look at New York, they got a few guys. You got a, uh, uh, um, the Rangers. You look Edmonton at Edmonton comes close. Edmonton is about the only one that I would put up there. The problem with the the difference is, is that those other teams, third or fourth line, is usually better than Toronto's. Even though I think they're more balanced attack now. Yeah, definitely more balanced attack. Point Tavares in the third line. Him, Robertson, McMahon. Like that's a line right there. I've been saying that. that could, it's funny because like, I was listening to uh, an old show that we had with Zach recently. One of the points that was brought up was how if you are a team that's going to make it deep in the playoffs, go to the finals, whatever, you need to have a third line that can score because a lot of teams just don't have that. No, Because Pittsburgh had to put Kessel on the third line to win those two cups, you know. And look at uh, the biggest example is like last year. Vegas had three lines and six freaking oak trees on the back end. Yeah. Because you still got to be your back end. And you got to have a third line scoring because of the checking thing and it gets tighter and stuff like that. And I agree. But I'm saying as we speak right now, all good, all good in Maple Leaf Nation, so to speak. Yeah. So, and we're going to be doing this. Um, what alterations are they going to make going down the way? So, I've been looking at the Toronto Maple Leafs way too much because we are Toronto-centric. So, I'm going to say this. I still believe that right now, the way that the NHL is working, that the Toronto Maple Leafs can still go to the conference finals. I'm seriously believing. If they play this type of hockey for the rest of the year. Sure. You know, this is the, 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 what is their identity? Remember we said they didn't have an identity? Did they not create an identity when Riley's away? Oh, for sure. Okay, so Riley, you just got to come in here and say, this is what you're going to do while you're here. You're still going to get your power play time. You're still going to do this. But look at how the team is winning this way. You have to go this way. You know what I mean? Because what has happened is they got more responsible in their own zone, which has been the problem with Toronto all year. What? Getting the puck out of their own zone. Now, the thing that fascinates me about them is everybody's back-checking now. 
Yes. Where was this 10 games ago? <laughs> Why wasn't nobody back checking then? They were all sitting around waiting for Riley to throw that puck out or for Brody to make the wrong pass and get intercepted and then go in the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and speaking of Brody, just he looks like a completely different defenseman playing on his right side. Oh, you know? no doubt oh, about it. Like, I, I could not believe the transformation, like night and day. Okay, so Having the- him with Lilligren on that top pair has actually like been pretty good. They've been very, A lot very- better than, than I expected. So they shouldn't alter it, should they? I wouldn't touch it for now. There's no reason to. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now, things could change in 10 games, but I always say this. Sure. I'm saying this. Is this a case of good coaching by Kiefer, or (laughs) did this just fall into his hands and he had to do something? He certainly looks like the uh, beneficiary of uh, circumstance here, you could say. That's not good coaching? Come on. He's your boy, isn't he? Then why wasn't he a good coach before? Um, because I've been saying it forever that if you checked one of the last few shows, what have I been saying? I've been saying that Domi's not been getting the goals, but he's been playing a great two-way game. It's not getting recognized. And you say that the, something's wrong, like someone's not get, paying enough attention to Robertson. And now that he's getting his chance to play, I think that those guys were get they, they should get a substantial chance to prove what they were doing. And to me, they weren't. Sure. Now they've got into a situation where they have had to use him and it's paid off. Although Robertson, I mean... Seeing how uh, I don't know what Cali Yarncroke's uh, injury uh, situation is right now, but you got to think once he comes back, Robertson's going to be the odd man out. I think they're making a mistake. Who do you who do you take out of the lineup or out of the top nine then? Oh, that's a tough question right now. I think Robertson's the odd man because you're not taking McMahon out of there. Oh no, you can't. You got to leave him there. So what is he going to be? Robertson. So what's he got to go to the fourth line? I don't think Robertson's a fourth-line guy. I think he's going to be a healthy scratch, unfortunately. Oh, that's insane! Like you notice him on the ice. He's out there. He's doing. He's back checking. It could he's be trade at the deadline too. I think that's going to be a mistake. You need well, we'll young guys. Something good in, How old's Robertson? 23? 23, 24. Yeah. Yeah, I, but you think okay, you're not just going to trade him for you know a bag of pucks. You're no. going to get something good in return, right? If you get a good uh, like depth defenseman back for him, who's like young, maybe he has uh, some contract years. Would you put him in a deal to get Tana from Calgary? I don't think I would. I wouldn't either. But, I mean, what are you going to do to get TANF? The price is going up. Everyone's bidding. You need that. I already, well, I, supposedly the price is going up. But, like, if the, if, they, if Calgary was going to get what they wanted for TANF, I think it would have happened already. Then don't I don't think? think he's going to move at all. I think it's the same situation with Montreal. Or Calgary's going to have to bring down their price, which they might. I don't know how desperate they are. I, I, Calgary's one of those weird teams. Like, they could still make the playoffs. I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Uh, too but but they're, they're in the conversation. Yeah, they're right there in the okay. West, like 11th or whatever right yeah, now. Okay, they're around. The thing about Tanev, though, is he's 34 years old. Exactly. His injury history, it's been better lately, but it's, yes. it's, it's spotty at yes. times. Uh, plus, you're going to have to sign this guy to an extension to at least, you would have to think, like, he's going to want at least, like, what, four and a half per year against the cap? I'm not giving him that. Yeah. So he's a and pure he's rental. Not, he's not going to want a one-year extension. No, he's going to want two or no, three, right? Yeah, so yeah, that's what's going to happen. Probably three is, good, is what he's going to get in the open market if I had to, okay, had to estimate. Uh, okay, so here's what I'm going to say then. So we're, let's, let's bring this up really quickly and discuss this. It's called the trade deadline. And uh, it, it's going to be the deadest trade, line, de- trade deadline in years, in my opinion. Okay? Because first of all, everybody, let's go to cap friendly. Which I hear everybody's going to now. I like guys on TV. They they pull on their computer. They go right to Cap Friendly, and it's a great site. It's an amazing site. But what it is around the league is that every team that's in contention for the Stanley Cup 
right now is against the cap. Every team is like right up against it. Like you're gonna have to do a Fred Astaire. It's gonna have, a, have to be a money out, money out. Money oh, in, money yeah, out, excuse yeah. me. Uh, or you're gonna have to cut a guy or you're gonna have to put a guy on waivers. Although like but, I thought I was looking, a few teams do have some cap space. I wanna say like I think Colorado. Jersey's one, I think. Jersey's one. Yeah, Jersey's right. one. Uh, Colorado has- uh, A little bit of space, yeah. Well, actually they do not. No, they don't. I heard Donny Jersey's the only one that could take a viable shot at a guy. Hence the reason that they're looking for a goalie because they're going to have to go that way. So here's yeah, a, Markstrom to New Jersey. That's the big rumor. But like huge, he's, he's going to have to waive his no trade. So I don't even know if that's a fit, right? Because from what I understand, Markstrom likes Calgary. Loves Calgary. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. So the bottom line is another thing is that uh, Jersey's got to make their move now. They can make a move like that and not even make the playoffs. They've still been up and down. Jack Hughes is back in the lineup. Mind you, if they better. get a goalie, I think they would. that would solve all their issues. Okay, that, that should be able to propel them in the playoffs. But like you said, the time's got to be now. Oh, yeah. If you wait a week, you might run out of time. That's what I'm getting at. Everyone says, okay, well, we got the time. We got the games. No, we don't, man. No. We're down to 25 games. One third of the season left. That's what. I, so you got to make your moves now. So here's my point. And I, I've been hearing a lot about this because it's always a trade deadline. Let's have a big day. NBA trade deadline. Okay. I think what you should be doing at the trade deadline is adding depth pieces and nothing else. Because when you, if you have to make wholesale changes at the trade deadline, like the Leafs did last year, and it kind of screwed them up. I would, was, I would kind of defend a lot of the Leafs moves last year. I think the, if you were to make an argument about a team that got screwed up by that, I'd say it was Boston. A bit, yes. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying. Because they went after Dmitry Orloff. They went after Bertuzzi. Uh, and they were in first place by a mile. mile. Agree. Like you, okay, I understand. And what maybe did you want he get add, for him? A, a seven-game uh, playoff exit. There you go. I mean, like, okay, adding depth. I'm never gonna uh, whatever get mad at a team or say you made the wrong move if you added like some depth. You know, like a third pair guy, a fourth yes, line guy, exactly. someone that's like just out of the lineup. Those are smart moves, in my opinion. Those are savvy Agreed. moves. Agree. But boss is like, oh no, like they got greedy. Yes, right? they did. I would argue a lot of the Leafs moves, like. Okay, because like the McCabe one, that needed to happen. Okay, I agreed. I agree. Okay. And third line center was a big hole too. Okay, I agree. We, and we, I stand by, we do not beat Tampa Bay without those trades. Okay, so you're winning right now. Okay, I'm going to say that. But here's my point about the trade deadline. If you got to make such drastic changes to your team to go into the playoffs, that means you don't trust the constitution of your team as it is made up. So what oh, good are you doing? So you should know going in, your team should be viable going into the trade deadline. It should be like you say, maybe for a third line center or depth on the back of the blue line. It should be a wholesale changes. And that's what I'm saying. You say it worked out for the Leafs in a lot of ways. I think it, 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 it backfired on them in that they lost some guys that they couldn't sign because of the cap. But look at that. The, the Leafs made what? Six guys they changed. At the, that's a third of your team, bro. So you couldn't trust your team? Do you got to make that much of a trade at the deadline? <laughs> well, I would argue those guys didn't give you much to trust. Okay. Well, I was, okay, I was okay. ball looking on the Islanders, Okay, right? so what did they get out of it? Something they haven't done in a billion years. Yeah. One playoff win. That wasn't supposed to be the deal. They were supposed to go to the conference finals or Agreed. some shit, right? So I'm saying if I'm the Toronto Maple Leafs right now, I'm not giving up my first-round draft pick. No, I'm not either. I'm not going to go for some 34-year-old guy named Tanev who wants more money than I'm willing to get him when I'm up against the cap friendly. I'm going to play the style of hockey I'm playing right now for the rest of the year, and I'm rolling the dice that say the, the East is so wide open, why can't we slip in there? Mm -hmm. Agreed? Sure. I I'm mean, not... the whole league is wide open. Exactly. So why would you take chances with draft choices uh, 
impair your salary cap situation even more for what you're not guaranteed so go with what you know like you know what i mean come home from the dance with the girl that you went with yeah that's what I'm saying about the Leafs. Okay? And my only, I would just, the only thing I'd want for the Leafs is like, a, a, like one, like second pair, third pair defenseman. But like, I mean, looking at the trade bait list, I don't even know who they would go after, to be honest. The only guy is viable is that. And all the other guys are. Maybe young. Labushkin on Anaheim. I don't know. Oh, how much. I would too. But he wants money too, because he's in a situation where he wants money. His name's coming up all the time. He's played with the Leafs before and like yeah. in a pure rental role. Maybe they do that again. I don't know. There's no easy answers, though. None. And that's what I'm saying. So it's about the time that they've come to a realization that, okay, this is a team that we built. Our front-end guys are having great seasons. They can carry us this way. It's just that the de defense has to continue to play this identity. You know what I mean? Protect the puck. Don't be throwing donuts around the back end. Uh, come back on the back check. You know, Nylander looked bad on that penalty the other night. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? So you can't. Thankfully, he made up for it. A hundred percent. But that. But what if happens that in the third period of game seven? That's the kind of shit you can't have happening sure. because everything you and I are talking about the team is becomes mute. If one player Moves. doesn't do that, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean? If one player doesn't, you have to stay on this level, I believe. Now, mistakes are going to be made. Turnovers are going to happen, shit like that, bad goals now and again. But you have to have a consistent flow of what you're going to do going in the playoffs, not trading for six guys at the deadline. I don't think that's going to work. You know, you say, okay, it did do good for the Leafs last year, but what did it get you? It got one, one playoff win and the season was a disappointment because you got bitch slapped by, by Florida, Florida yeah. you know what I mean and some of those guys that you did trade for bailed on you like Shen wouldn't Shen look great on the team right now well Shen got a better offer in Nashville that's what I'm saying so they should know this coming on in like you got the one that bailed and I said if you were to say anyone I'd say it was O'Reilly oh because Leafs in Nashville offered him the same deal from what I heard yeah and he they basically did. told Leafs to go fuck themselves exactly so that that's another chance that you're taking here and the thing is you got to look at it this way is that the Leafs have all these guys under contract and they can decide who they bring back next year which is going to be tricky because Domi's on a one year Bertuzzi's on a one year uh who else I think they're going to have to pay McCabe now, or McMahon, or whatever the guy is scoring now. Uh, I think he's got something because he's, he's at a point in his career because he's been kicking around. He's no young guy. He's young, but he's not that young. You know what I mean? So the Leafs are in a situation where they've got four or five guys that they're going to have to figure out how to re-sign or do something else. Now they yeah, got McMahon's a UFA this summer. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So they got some, like, okay, now. they got to make a run now because now the, when we get to September – they could be right where they were last year. What are we doing to fit the parts in? Because those four guys at the top are still going to make their money. Even sure. though I think Tavares is going to take, going to give him a hometown discount. Don't you? Oh, 100%. I think he's going to do the Kopitar or something like that. It's going to be good. So I'm saying for all the teams out there, um, at the trade deadline, if you don't have, like, like I said, add depth pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you were talking about, we got to do that. But the wholesale changes? Ah, come on. What is this, the NBA? Lakers? <laughs> let's get them in the back door? Stop it. It's just ridiculous. However, when you think about the trade de deadline, let's see the mistakes you could make. My beloved, and we keep tabs on the Habs, how's our three-goalie system working? Oh, you want to uh, jump to, to the Habs? I think, the, no, I think there's a lot more to talk no, about No, but the I'm Leafs. just saying that oh, – oh, tons to talk about the Leafs. What I'm just saying is that as a situation when we're talking about the trade deadline is did we wait too long? Are we gonna you guys get, got greedy. And we're not going to get Straight up. Thank you very much. So what is it going to do for us? Nothing. We're not going to Jake Allen ranked number 12 on TSN's trade bait list, by the way. Oh, by the way, uh, six weeks ago, he was like number four. 
Oh, was he? Oh, he was way up there. But no, Montreal's just being, Hughes is being ridiculous. But let's, let's talk about the Habs right now because they... they what happened? We're getting a first-round pick for him. Uh, we're getting a first-round pick for him. <laughs> I don't even know if we're going to get a bag of pucks now. You know what I mean? Because everyone's telling Montreal F you. But let's get back to the Toronto I would, Maple. too. You know, but let's get back to the Leafs right now. Um, before we get to our power rankings, which is going to be interesting because I want to see what your power rankings are as opposed to mine. And we both agree that the East is wide open. Okay? So what are you saying now if the Toronto Maple Leafs lose in the first round of the playoffs? Isn't that a disaster? Why are we even talking about playoffs? Okay, because we've got to get there. We're talking about trade. Oh, well, let's worry about the regular season okay, first. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, we've got to talk about, like, let's be real. Austin Matthews. We're burying the lead here. What's that? Austin Matthews. What about him? Hart Trophy candidate. He's got to be. He's got to be. Okay, so the question... Right now, I think, like, at the rate he's going, like, he's going to get a lot of first-place votes. And not only that, he's carrying the team. So it's most valuable to your team. So... One of the best defensive forwards in the league. Uh-huh. 70-goal-plus pace. No uh, empty netters, by the way. And no empty netters. That's amazing. I, I, I've seen that, and Fast, I went, wow. Fastest American-born player to 50 goals in a season. Sixth fastest player all-time to 350 goals. I got you. Insane. But don't start talking about he's the greatest goal scorer of all time yet. I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> this is where everyone breeds these stats, and they go, is he going to be the greatest goal scorer of our time? No. I didn't say that. Okay, good. I'm cutting you off the pass. <laughs> all right, that's all. Was he amazing, though? Absolutely. I've never seen a run like this ever. And I, I heard yesterday from somewhere, I don't know what it said, but I, I agree. I might read it. What's his name? Um, well, I think it was Wolstat and the Sun said something like this. This is on par. If he scores 70 goals, this is on the same rating as that 150-point season that McDavid had last year. Well, people are actually saying that if he does score 70-plus goals this year, like you look at it like kind of compared to his peers, it would be – Arguably the most impressive goal-scoring season all time. Like, up there with, like... Because if you look at the numbers like that, Brett Hall's 86-goal season, I think, is the best one. Because, like, no one else even had a one that was close. You got to consider that, too. How are you compared to your peers? Agreed. Don't give me that look. What, what look? Don't give me that look. What look? That look. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what we're going with this, eh? We're going to come to the A-word. That's what we're measuring. All I'm saying, you got to adjust for era. You got to take that into account, too. I'm so. That's, yeah, that's the look I'm giving you. That's exactly the look. Because you know what? I'm getting tired of that. Like, I mean, eras changed, equipment changed, this changed, that changed. I get it. Let's talk about Gretzky's 92 goal seasons. The goalies didn't even, like, get down on their knees to stop the puck. Just, like, stuck a leg out and hope uh, for the best. Whatever. You're, you're, you're a product of your environment. Okay? That's my point. Okay, so here today that's is my I'm point. Say, so you're saying that, that Austin Matthews would have scored 100 goals in the Gretzky era? We don't know. That's, that's all speculation. I want to talk about right now i think that Austin matthews should be considered a heart trophy guy i think he's like he's box office he is like when you watch him play this year you cannot take your eyes off the guy and what you're saying is very key is defensively he should be in the selkie voting he should get consideration but he oh, will well, not I, he's not even the best defensive player on his defensive forward yeah, on his I team didn't... though that's the problem though right agreed you got a point there so who, who you think he's going to get votes Marner? Yeah, he should. I think so, too. I know he's very slick. But here's another thing about the Toronto media. Like, remember they were just, let's go back, like, uh, January 1st. Okay? No, that's two months. Yeah, about two months now, six weeks. Look what they were talking about Marner back then. 
they dragging were, his dick oh through the Oh, my gravel. God. He was just getting a beating of his life. And you know what? He is a little bit of a spoiled guy. We know that. His history doesn't matter. But it's what you do on the ice that matters. Agreed. And now that he's doing that, what, what, don't, does anyone apologize? You go back and say, hey, Mr. Mariner, can I take you over? No, for there's a not enough accountability in sports media. Yeah, and we are. We are going to be accountable. I agree. I agree. Okay, and what did I was saying about Mariner back then? I've never dragged his dick in the dirt. I said, give the guy some time. You know, you have your ups and downs at the eight game season, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But he's going to be fine. And look at him come around the corner. Look, he looks for Matthews. Nice is great because got he's banging on the other side. That's a great. That's one of the best lines in the league. 100%. You know what I mean? You cannot deny that. That's And, and, and nobody talks about Nice. But how many times he's going in the corner and knock his man off the puck to help that out? That probably works towards his advantage, though, that not many guys are talking about him. Well, you got a point there. But I'm saying, like, I think that if they moved Robertson up there, if they could, he would shine that way, too. So he's just nah, not getting the chance. I don't think Robertson's got the physicality, though. He's not as big, either. You well, like that, that's a big thing about Nyes, too. But, I mean, um, Robertson can be physical. He can be, but he's small. That's the issue. But my, my point is, that's a great line. I think that anybody could fit up there with it. And I think it's great how the Leafs have suddenly had some injuries and suspensions that made them reshuffle their lines out of um, necessity. necessity. And now it's worked out to be plentiful and bountiful. So if this is the even idea, the fourth line's looking good lately, oh, <laughs> really well, like good shift against saying, Vegas. They, they did good, but I, you know what? The really smartest way they're using Ryan Reeves. He gets in the game, he gets out. Get, put him in the game, get him out. Because, you know, he is a liability out there. Come on. He's sure. Guy. He's a liability. But he's skating faster and he's trying really hard. So if you're going to do that when you're on the ice, I'll take that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I, I, mean? I can't complain it. about him. And I don't think he's allowed to stay on the ice for more than 45 seconds. <laughs> Unless the puck's in the offensive <laughs> zone that whole time. Yeah. Exactly. He's only, and which isn't a bad thing because he's knocking guys on the puck. He, he, I thought he was going to get an assist on that camp goal the other night, which I would have said, don't. That secondary No, he assist. did. He did get an assist. Did he? Yeah. How do you get an assist on that? He ran into the other guy. The puck came up between the two of them. Camp goes around, puts a puck in the net. He got an assist on that? It was his first of the season. Oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. The oh, my God. Okay, whatever. Uh, we'll leave him alone. He needs his points. He's going uh, to make money. One thing I want to ask you, do you think that Tavares will hand the C to Matthews in a couple years' time? Uh, I don't think he should. I think that. Really? No, because what happens is Tavares. I think it happens. I think that Matthews is going to, like, um, Tavares is eight years older than, than uh, Matthews, right? Sure. Something like that. So when he goes out the door. So you think that's when they'll do that? You do the succession plan. Okay. Because I think that Tavares is giving his heart and his soul for this team. And he's going to give you guys a um, hometown discount. I believe that's going to happen. We believe so. Okay, so what's going to happen? He cuts him open and Maple Leafs falls out of the guy. That's the kind of guy you want for your captain. And here's the key thing. He's scoring five on five again. Sure. So, you know, when you add all those up and he's not a liability defensively, no. he's pretty tough. He can do his game. So why would you take the captain away from him? Just because Matthews is the it's a guy. a PR move. No, I don't believe in that. That's how you structure your team. You take, you take it in succession. Do it like the great teams do it. Like in Montreal, <laughs> we always have a succession plan. Like when they gave it to Pierre Turgeon? Biggest mistake ever. <laughs> We're allowed to make a mistake. And who was running the team then? Beer salesman. Let's get, let's get the chat now. That was a that was a blurry time in the history of the Montreal Canadiens. Do we have a captain right now? I uh, yeah, you do. Is Suzuki the captain? Yeah. Shh, no, no. Whatever. Oh, the, I thought Montreal did it the right way. Excuse they kind of sort of did the right they way. Kinda but sorta. They, 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 everyone stubs their toes. <laughs> this could be a stub of your toe, but who else are we going to give it to? We almost gave it to Passaretti. You did give it to Passaretti. Uh, I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. Why are we giving this guy a captaincy? What good is he? You know what I mean? And that's a PR move. I don't want a PR move. 
Tavares deserves to be the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I believe that he should be the captain as long as he's on the team. And suddenly he becomes a fourth liner and he's useless. Okay, then he would probably acquiesce himself. Okay, fair enough. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, let's see. Joseph Wall, back playing when he's sent down to the AHL on a conditioning stint. One of your Habs prospects tried to take him out the other night. Didn't even get a penalty for it. Elbow to the head. I don't know how that works. I guess the AHL is the same problem as the NHL with uh, player safety. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was accidental, incidental. I didn't see the incident. How so can you say it's accidental? I, 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 didn't, I didn't see it. No, so. you could see he went into him. I have not seen the exact play, so I cannot It was purposeful. It. I, I, I'm not going to listen to you because you're a Leaf fan. Until I see it, and then I'll make... I'll, I'll send it to you. Ju- okay, please do. Then I'll pass judgment then. As of right now, I think it could have been incidental for all you can't. E- you can't even say if you haven't seen it, so we'll exactly, move on. Exactly, exactly. I can't see it, but I'm glad he's in the conditioning thing. Yes. And uh, let's get to one thing that I'm going to... We're going to find out soon. Uh, how important is that roster spot for the Leafs coming into the playoffs? You don't want to talk about the playoffs, but it's only 20 games away. So do they keep the three goalies in the roster spot? No, they're going to send Martin Jones uh, through waivers. He's not going to clear waivers. We already bet a beer on this, right? He might. What? He might. The devil you know versus the devil you don't. Because um, there's, be, there's only two teams. I went through all the teams' cap friendlies and all that. There's only two teams that would even make sense for them to put waiver claims for him. Because other, other, other Carolina teams, and Jersey? Colorado and New oh, Jersey. Oh, Colorado and New Jersey. Yeah, okay. Because Carolina's got way too many goalies already. If they're if they pick up another one, they're insane. They got five guys kicking around, isn't it? Yeah. And about. various injury here, blah, 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 conditioning. About five guys, and I said they can't even get it straight. I, have to go. I, I don't think it's, it's Carolina. I don't think <laughs> Carolina's going to pick them up because, like, they got Kachetkov, who's playing pretty well, and I think Anderson's close to coming back. So I think they want to keep that roster spot open for him. Uh, I agree. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Like this guy playing in L.A. now that they brought up that Riddick guy. He's been playing great. Sure. Since they put him in there, it sure. just turns it, it's turned around. I remember L.A. looked like the freaking plane was crashing. They put this kid in the net, and then all of a sudden it's balanced. Do you know what I mean? Sure. But I don't think that – I really don't believe that – well, we got to bet on it. I don't think Jones is going to clear waivers. So who do you think picks him up? New Jersey? Um, because they would have first dibs of him over over Colorado. Excuse me. I'm thinking that it's going to be a team that we don't expect that's giving the big fu to Toronto. Really? That's, I don't know who yet. Like uh, maybe somebody weird, like say a Tampa or somebody does a little. No, good. that doesn't make sense. Tampa's already up against it. They'll need to add another goalie. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying in my my limited psychic ability tells me that there's only two teams that need him. But I've just been growing in the last few months because I'm watching more of uh, American um, broadcasting when it comes to hockey, which is horrible, by the way. But not that I, and I'm not a hater. We've, we've, we've satisfied that on the air. I'm not a hater of the Leafs, but the Leafs are well hated. In, this, in North America, they are well hated. So I'm just saying there's a team that could could do that uh, spite bullshit. But I don't know which one it's going to be. Like, but with every team against the cap, I don't think that makes sense. You can't just make a spiteful move to make a spiteful move in the triple hard cap world. I agree, but if this uh, if it's going to go up by next year and, and everybody's like, what is everybody? No, but this is but this is this year. It has nothing to do with next year. Okay, then maybe he won't. I, I say he, I, I'm saying somebody will claim him. I'm, I'm not sure who, but I'm saying someone's claiming because it's, it's that badly. Because, first of all, is that when we're talking about that, there's not enough good, good goalies in the league as it is. Okay? That's a problem. And it is, and there's not enough defensemen for everybody to have a good sixth defenseman sure. in the league, right? The only team, like, New Jersey makes the most sense, considering 100%. how far they're down. Yeah. 
Um, Colorado, I know they just called up their kids, so they might not be in a hurry to get another goalie. And if he pulls a Riddick like he does in L.A., then they don't sure. have to worry about it. We don't know. But, but that, that New Jersey, they could be trading for Markstrom any day now, so I don't know. This could be a mute point by the, by it could the next be. show. But in any event, I'm saying it, it's, it's going to be kind of weird to get there. Like, like someone's going to do something weird and take him away because of the goalie situation. Like, mm-hmm. around the league and the defenseman. Like, everybody's looking for a defenseman. Like, every team. Like, okay, oh, the depth Everybody's looking. What, what, That's what, been what, the story what? of the league the last 10 years. Exactly. And so, when that, next, we're going to go to expansion. So, we have more teams. So, we have more shit defensemen playing out there. Stop it. We should have extraction. <laughs> extraction. As we should have. Not extraction. Although, the quality of the game, I don't think, has ever been better. At least in my lifetime. Oh, no. So. Um, no, I'm saying, no. The, the movement of the game is good. But when you got a bad team, you got a bad team. You see the other night against Anaheim. That was a horrible hockey game, you guys, which is what you should do to a horrible hockey team. Yeah. You just went out and just say, get out of my way. I got too excited during that game. I said, Matthews is going for five, but then they just shut it down. They're oh, like, yeah. oh, and you know don't what? want to embarrass and, the and kids. And you know what? You know what? You know what's very – if you watch the Leaf game, this is how much I've been watching your goddamn team is. When you guys, I thought you weren't a hater. I'm not a hater. I'm just saying I know this thing about him. One, and you I guys, don't hate your goddamn team. Okay, but here's the deal. I know you think Keith should be fired – but he does do some clever little stuff, okay? When they were up in that Anaheim t- game, how much time did the fourth line get in the third period? All kinds. As it should be. Exactly. So that's what I mean. At least they're getting smart enough to realize. But that's basic minutes. coaching, though. Well, the other night I seen in, um, who was winning? I think it was uh, Dallas or somebody. They were up for 5-2, and all their guys were freaking out there at the end of the game just going, and I'm going, No, but three, three goal lead's the worst in hockey. You got to keep the... The gas, you know, foot on the gas. With 10 minutes left, 12 minutes left. That's plenty of time for the other. I've seen the Leafs blow a three-goal lead with 10 minutes to go. When we talk about all this stuff about maintenance and player, uh, we're not in. No, yeah, shot attempts is not allowed to be talked about. Okay, anyway, they're talking about all these things that the players are supposed to be better with over the years and doing that stuff and their maintenance and we don't want to wear them out and shit. Then sit them on the bench. Sit and risk losing line. the game? If you have three goals, you're not good the Worst lead in hockey. Three I goal leads, the worst that. lead in hockey. I keep hearing that. So what, one goal, you're going to keep them out there, and you're going to keep it tight, and everyone's going to do their thing. Okay, I get it. But I'm saying no, man. Sit those guys down. You got the lead. Not with a three-goal lead. No. Really? Yeah, too much on the line. Wow. A um, couple more things around the league. So uh, there was a hit on uh, the New Jersey-New York game the other night. Rempe. I think Bastion was the player they hit on New Jersey. Yep. Shoulder to the head, tossed out of the game. No supplemental discipline, though. <sighs> okay. We, we, we got to cross this bridge once and for all, okay? My theory is this, okay? Um, I was believing for a moment <laughs> that precedent was going to be set so we would have some consistency in when it comes to um, player safety, Obviously, in one night, my argument got blown out of the goddamn water because the guy got nothing. Ah, that, that, that's weird me out because I'm saying I think that Riley deserved a five. I think Gallagher deserved a five. But it went back to what's his name when he, when he hacked the guy earlier in the year and he got, got the Truba. Guy. Yeah, he, he got just got fine. Okay, okay, he got the fine. So what not I, even a suspension, though. Not even a suspension. So I'm thinking what is the, the, the pushback was so hard that since then everybody's got the book. Everybody, except unless for you last pl- night. Unless you pl- if you play for the New York Rangers, oh apparently. Oh, my God. I, like, when you told me this and then I seen it, I went, how did this happen? 
So you're winning the argument now. It drives me nuts. I thought I thought the Riley suspension was going to be okay. Now we're here. We're <laughs> we are not, not here, apparently. No, we're not. We're, like, like, then there's no review now, or no appeal, or nothing. Now it's it's over. We're it's, the next day, right? Yeah. Like New Jersey's not going to file an appeal for that. No. That's crazy, though. That's just dry. So now we're in a position where the house that happens is going to send a letter to the NHL saying, Cruz is pissed off because you're making him look bad. <laughs> I'm trying to defend you guys. And then right in my face this happened. I can't believe No, I'm stunned. I am stunned. You, you win the argument. How can you not do nothing to I the guy? Understand. I don't. I'm, I'm not going to say anything about uh, what Team Peros finished his career with, but. Okay, we're not even going to go there. He had 300 fights or something. I don't know. But anyways, the bottom line is, is this is what makes fans crazy, and this is why we listen to things like podcasts and everyone discusses it, because sometimes you want to take a position where you want your league to look this way, and then they kick you right in the balls. Yeah. Like, you, I got to kick nuts, because I've been screaming all this last couple shows. It's got to be be precedent yeah it's got to be level it's got to be consistent oh there is no consistency oh they inconsistency is the consistency yes that's what i would then i text you is a new precedent inconsistency (laughs) basically it's insane i I think that like as we agree and anybody that's listening and and yell every time you get a chance when you get the authorities around here that's a huge dropping of the ball Right after the You're R- telling me. Right after the Riley thing where Riley got, um, which was cool, a lot of people came to his defense because of the character of the guy that he yeah. is. Okay? And, and everyone agreed that the punk did de- deserve a shot or whatever. And the, the thing is, too, like, uh, I forgot the name of the guy in Ottawa. He didn't even get hurt on the play. The guy in New Jersey actually did get yeah. hurt on the play. Exactly. That's what I'm it's, – it's – I don't know. And that's supposed to factor in? I don't get it. It's like they just, like, draw, like, out of a hat, like, oh, are we going to have hearing today? Oh, no! Yay! Yo, Streamers falling from the ceiling, it's, you know? It's, it's a really, really bad look, if you want to, if you want, from, from that point of view. Because I'm saying that, because um, I knew Gallagher was getting it, and I was being a homer on that. So let's be honest. Even though he stuck the chicken wing out there. Because he was short. He was short. Well, short. if, you, if you've selling. been short that you know your whole anyway, life, you should know how to control it. Well, he, if he was a little taller, I, 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 I got to gotta hear about uh, you complaining about Chara hitting when because he, he was so uh, big. So That's another. That's a different story. He's out of the league. Let's not bring him up. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that I'm really pissed off that I was going ranting for the last two shows about consistency. Let's do it this way. And they let this go. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's bad when Elliot Friedman on his podcast throws some shade at Department of Player Safety. Oh, it was great. Because his line was, was like, because they were talking about the appeal and like whether or not Batman could actually like raise a suspension by like a game or two if there's an appeal, which he it can do. He I don't can. think he would. He'd, no. he'd get his ass ripped apart. But yeah. uh, he basically said, oh, Department of Player Safety, they don't like the look they're getting from the media. They think they are consistent. He's like, I wouldn't go that far. No, no, it's in our face. And, and O-Dog said the same thing. He said, you can't do this today and you can't do this yesterday. And he was even talking about the time that he played till now. There's certain, like the, the players got to police themselves, but then there's the police that pol- really put sure. the hammer down. Who watches the watchmen. Exactly. Yeah. And now we've got this situation, which we can't, I can't even argue about anymore. Like I was really going for it. We're going to get consistent here. So, but you know what it has to be? It has to be established now because the playoffs are around the corner. And we have these incidents coming up in uh. the playoffs, which is even more dramatic. <laughs> so we're going to have to wait and see. Well, at you least Kadri I mean? doesn't play on the Leafs anymore. We don't have to worry about that. Oh, stop it. You guys wish you had him on your team right now. Oh, we got Domi now and Bertuzzi. Who would you rather have, Domi or Kadri? 
At their cap hits now, I'd have Domi. Oh, <laughs> that's what you got to think. Ah, uh, we got a lawyer on this team here at the house. That happens. Somebody's got to check that that cap friendly. Applying to Princeton law as we speak. Okay, uh, okay, I got you. Moving on to Winnipeg, Mark Chipman, uh, CEO of the Jets, says that if the Jets don't get back to thirteen thousand season tickets sold, that the team won't work over the long haul. They have they went from thirteen thousand down to nine five. Over the last three years, has been a troubling uh, trend that's been setting in. Ticket sales have been picking up, but it's not exactly like they're selling out that uh, arena in Winnipeg, MTS, I believe it's called. And that's one where you gotta like you gotta be selling out fifteen thousand every night, or else you're screwed. And it all starts in a small town like that, a small city like Winnipeg. You gotta have a strong season ticket base. I'm feeling so bad for the people of Winnipeg. Like they Me can too. Get, they can get the people out there for football. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are uh, they're a viable team. So isn't hockey more valuable to them, or is it just that I think Winnipeg? it's the price of the games. I think it is too a bit there, but because is it that much? Because Winnipeg is that big of an outpost, like smallest market in the NHL. Agreed, and they don't have enough corporate sponsorship. I understand that. Yeah. So what's going to happen here? Like I, as a Canadian, and we will love Canadian teams. We want to see somebody get to the final. I think that the freaking Buzzard's going to come down like in the cartoon and just pick him up and sail away and goodbye Winnipeg. You got to wonder if this is going to hurt Quebec's chances of getting a team too. So why don't we just move Winnipeg to Quebec? No, but my point is like <laughs> the, the people in Quebec, the potential buyers of the team, they might be getting cold feet seeing what's going on in Winnipeg. Because I don't believe Quebec City is that much bigger than Winnipeg. Yeah, but they got a, a, a much more like what it is is the, the okay, if you got, it's, it's like your GTA. Yeah. You got Winnipeg. And you got nothing else. It, it's cold out there and it's far to travel. Where the Quebec City is, there's those little places like Lachine. Um, I no, don't but know. I mean, even like the whole like uh, metro area, I'm pretty sure like in terms of like just population, it's not too far away from Winnipeg. I agree, but they, but Quebec's already shown that they can support it. They've done it all those years ago. They brought people in. They, they never had any. There was no problem with the fan base and all that stuff with the Nordics. What it was is politics and bad money. Yeah. So Pepsi came in the back door. It wasn't just, Pepsi. Wasn't, what was, it was, was the, uh, the communications Whatever. satellite company. Yeah. But yeah, they just they came bought in the, the Avalanche and the Nuggets. Yeah. yeah, they just came in the back door and said, hey, we're taking this. If you're too stupid, it's the same reason why the Expos have left in baseball. Bad politics, bad money, and a corrupt province. Sorry, don't mean that, Quebec, but that's just the way it is. And that's how they <laughs> lost shit that's what's going on here so i think that i think quebec's viable but i feel bad for winnipeg absolutely i i, I think that, and especially the season that they're having but i think what's going to happen to winnipeg is that they're going to hit a wall and they're going to get knocked out in the first round of playoffs and all the Ooh. greatness that happened to winnipeg is going to fall down i hate to say that winnipeggers but i it's, smell that happening first either way all, it's going to be a tough playoff series because they're going to get either dallas or colorado right so and i'm saying but like but both those teams i would say are beatable Oh, I agree, but I'm going to tell you this much. It's going to come down to special teams. Winnipeg has a shit power play. You know what they I mean? haven't been healthy, though. If they can well, get everyone healthy for playoffs, we'll see. But I'm saying that if they play Dallas, well, we're going to get this when we get to our power rankings. Then yes. we'll, we'll determine how that's going to go. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. Okay. So anyway, uh, One last thing. Adam Ruzitka had his contract terminated by Arizona after a video of him with a substance surfaced on his Instagram. Sugar? 
<laughs> sugar, salt, sugar, salt. I thought it was something salt. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we got it. Powdered sugar. You yeah, know? powdered sugar. That's what it was. Powdered sugar. Okay. You know how these NHL organizations feel about their players eating sugar? You <laughs> oh, know, they do not. Here, you know, Nathan McKinnon slapping they, pasta out of his uh, you, teammates' they hands. Do, they do not. They do not like this at all. You know what, though. This is another um, situation where we talk about, because I'm an old man, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got here. But something along the way has got to tell kids, don't be putting this stuff on there. You're always seen. Once it's on your phone, once it go, like you said, it could get deleted here, but someone's collecting it here. Are these kids that stupid? Huh? Or is their egos that big? First of all, number one is, on the house that happens, we are not a believer in powdered sugar. No, okay, I, I've never gone near the stuff. That's a, you're a good boy, okay? I'm not going to say that I didn't dabble maybe on a couple of late-night parties back in the day. Oh, shit. Okay, I was stupid, but I mean, uh, I never returned or ne it was never an issue. That's just what that way. And I thought it was really stupid at the time. Woke up in the morning and go, what the hell did I do last night kind of deal? So don't be doing this shit, and you got a career here, and your career is only this long. So you're gonna blow all that chances you can to make a, like enough money to at least to, you know buy a house or something. Yeah, and now he's you think he's gonna get back in the league or just go to Switzerland? Yeah, he's not coming back to the NHL. How old is he? He's a young kid. You don't think he'll ever get back in the NHL? Why is it like that? In he's, it's also like he's not like some you know super superstar. Top no, yeah, no, exactly. no. But but he's a viable player on your third or fourth line. Yeah, but you can find other guys like that. Okay, though. so but here's Who, what you don't have to worry about posting stupid shit like this on Instagram. Oh come on! Like, my question is just how does that end up on your Instagram? Like how fucking stupid that's are you? That's what I'm getting at. That's I think that's why I'd tell him to never come back. Just like, buddy, you're <laughs> you're bad. You're just too dumb. Like you're bad yeah, news oh. from my team. Bye bye. And you know what though? But here's what I don't understand though. The NHL is the most hardcore league about this shit because you get in the other leagues, guys come back. Michael Ray Richardson came back. Daryl Strawberry came back. Uh, football players come back. NHL, bomb, gone. Never to be seen again. Well, I mean, Daryl Strawberry, again, this is kind of the superstar versus just your average third line, fourth liner. Um, back in the day, what was it? What hockey player back in the day got nailed for it for smoking weed back in the 80s or 90s? He never got back in the league either. And that was weed. Yeah, but he didn't post on his social media. It's a, this is a new age problem. Okay, but they, they, this guy got caught at a party. Somebody told the management. They come out, they see a little bag of weed, and he was gone. Never played in the league again. That's weed. But I do understand the structure of you're a professional athlete, and you're playing under these rules. What are you doing with powdered sugar, you idiot? Yeah, you dumbass. Know, it's, it's, it's the dumbass of dumbass. We, we, we don't protect that here in the house that happens. You got what you, you deserve for that. That's all I got to say. It's a sad story, though. When I hear shit like that, I go, come on, kids. Not that I'm an Einstein. You know, no, but like, I mean, but come I, on, have some common sense. Bad decisions will get you in bad trouble. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, we'll move it on to our top five power rankings. This is a new segment, kind of like what we did with football. Yep. Since we're at uh, the two-thirds mark of the season, we're just going to do this every week Yes, we're gonna for the rest it. of the year, seeing uh, who's the stronger teams going into the playoffs. Okay, I, I'm with that. Do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. At number five. On the Cruises Chaos Power List, I'm putting the New York Rangers. Okay. Number five. Number four on the Power List, I am putting the Dallas Stars. Okay. Number three on my Power List is the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. Number two on my list 
and I hate even saying his name, I hate it, is the Boston Bruins. And the number one team on the Cruises Chaos Power t- listing as of April, of February 24th, 24th, the Florida Panthers. Wow, our lists are actually extraordinarily similar. Really? Yes. Really? Wow. My number five okay. is the Dallas Stars. Okay. My number four is the New York Rangers. Okay, so we just had a... Uh, My number three, the Boston Bruins. Oh. My number two, the Vancouver Canucks. And my number one, the Florida Panthers. Wow. So we were paying attention, yes. were we? Now, I'm going to tell well, you. That I want to know who your, like, your next two teams outside were. Outside of that? Yeah. Colorado and Toronto. I had Colorado and Edmonton. Or, or, and I had Edmonton there, too. As a matter of fact, I almost put Edmonton on there, except for the last couple of games that made me go, uh, I don't know. But I'm going to tell you this much. I think that Boston's hitting the wall. They could be. There's actually a lot of uh, smoke out there that they're going to trade Allmark pretty soon. I think that's more of an off-season move, to be honest. I I agree, too. Yeah, I think they'd be really silly to do that in the middle of the season. But but I think they're so consistent all season long, but they're not going – they're not showing any – which is great for me. They're not showing that extra whatever. They play the same way all the time, and they win games, and you got to give them credit for that. that. I think that's because of their lack of center depth. Or maybe not center depth, but like their centers at the top. Like Pavel Zaka is their number one center. He's good. Yeah, but he's not. He's not uh, the guy that's going to carry you to the. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. not the guy that's going to carry you to the promised land, right? I, I think they're another team that's that's a, that. Um, and I hate to say this because they got Pasternak, who's just a superstar. But I think that uh, the thing about Boston is makes them so consistent is they've got like four number two lines. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. You know that theory that you're saying about they don't, they don't have a fourth line. They just have kind four. Kind of like a Carolina? Yeah, the same thing in Carolina. They got four numbers, which carries you a long way, and they got big defensemen. So they're going to go. But something about that team, because I've seen them play the last couple times, like they've had some third period, like, ooh, Boston did that. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm going, mm, Yeah, I the don't kid know. there, Patois, has kind of hit a wall. Yeah, that's he's not. It's, he's not exactly Patrice Bergeron 2.0. No, definitely not. And that's good. If they get knocked out in the first round, that'll make me happy. I won't cry. Neither will I. We'll get rid of them. That's interesting. So that's our first uh, power rankings for the NHL, and we had the same five teams. We just had a little bit of order different like that. I'm afraid that Vancouver is another team that I think that could have some trouble in the playoffs because I I don't know about their toughness, Moxie. Yeah. I'm worried about that. Like, they were a great skating team, and they were going, but they lost the other night because they got belted all over the place. Like, the third period guy, which I don't think should well, win either. the thing is, though, like, okay, th- this is probably the worst stretch of the season right now. you got to yes. kind of think, like, yes. you're, you're never as good as you are as you look – when you're at your best, you're never as bad as you you're look the, at your worst, right? So there's what's the happy medium? That, well, that's what I'm saying. And they've been consistent. They've been, Vancouver is probably best the, goal differential in the league. And not only, they've been playing consistent hockey more than including Boston. When you yes. ask Boston up there, Florida's come out of nowhere, and they're just a bunch of animals. And Matthew Kachuk is, I believe, the highest scoring player since, since January. Since New Year's. Yes, yeah. yeah, and he's and they're all beasts. Like if they can't skate around you, they're going to skate right through you. Yep. You know, and, and Borowski, he's still playing great hockey. He's and they have a, the defense. Oh, they got all those animals back there. That's what I'm saying. And but, Barkoff, my favorite for the Selkie Trophy. You think he's going to get it? I stand by that. Well, I wouldn't say he's a good hockey player, though. He's a he's solid. Very good. He's a good hockey player. I remember when uh, Florida was being roasted for drafting him second overall. Now look. Oh, no, that that's that just, just took a little bit of development time. Which oh, you lovely. idiots. You didn't draft Jonathan Drouin. You drafted oh, Markov. Well, or Seth Jones. Oh, yeah. No, no. They made the right move. There's 100%. No, that, 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 Dale Talon, smart hockey man. Oh, very much so. It was, it's, um, um, like I say, that, that, that Florida's, they, they, 
especially when you look at how they came down the stretch last year and then they took that and went all the way to the finals and they had some injuries earlier in the year but now that the team's all back together like they're the hottest team in the league right now 100 percent. like you Not know what i mean like the, like the way that they're playing like and they come to town and they're winning on the road like they're going in the, into your barn and mm. bitch slapping you in your house so that's the formula for winning in the playoffs, isn't it, so to speak? Mm -hmm. So that's our power rankings. If you have anything that you don't believe that we have done properly, let's just uh, let us know because we're <laughs> going to move on now to something that's just been driving me absolutely nuts. Are we done with hockey, correct? No, we're not. Oh, what do we got? What, so we got to my team Sweden projection oh, for the right. Four Nation faceoff, and then we have okay. our picks. Hold on. Let me just, before you get to your team Sweden. Do you make a team Sweden too? I, I have. I had it. Did I bring it? Do you want me to go through mine first and yeah, then? Yeah, okay. go ahead. So let's start with uh, the forward group. I guess I, I should say Sweden, obviously not as deep as Canada and the States. No. There's going to be a tournament of all NHL players. I imagine like there's guys that probably would make the Olympic team who obviously wouldn't qualify for this tournament are still back in Sweden. And I mean, not that we watch too much SHL hockey anyways, but here we go. Okay. Uh, so I have Elias Pedersen. Mika Zibanejad, yep. Joel Erickson Eck, William Carlson, yep. Philip Forsberg, yep. Jesper Bratt, Lucas Raymond, uh, Nyquist, I'm, I'm blanking on his first name now, Okay. Uh, William Nylander, Elias Lindholm, Adrian Kempe, Callie Yarncroke, and I'm bringing Michael Backlund as my 13th forward. Really? Yes. Uh, some guys I just left out there, Hoglander on, uh, on the Canucks. I think he's too slow. Burakovsky on Seattle. I mean, he's got some injury issues. If he can bounce back, he could make a third line, fourth line of this team. He could actually probably bump Nyquist out of the lineup, honestly. Uh, Leo Carlson is an intriguing prospect for yeah. Anaheim. I want him to show me a little more before I just declare him on the team, though like he could very well be on this team next year. I wouldn't be shocked. And uh, Alexander Venberg is also on the outside looking in. He's one that like if Backlund's game falls off, I could see him as like an easy replacement for him. Oh, I, I see that too. The only, uh, I, I didn't have my list here. There's a couple guys I can't think of that, that I, I, I was thinking of that I don't know what I, where, where I put the list. In any event, the two guys that I am thinking about that we've never even heard of, two of those kids that played on the junior team this year that made the finals, there's two kids on there that are like, they're NHL eligible now. One of them is playing in the pro league in Sweden now. Mm -hmm. They've already been drafted in the NHL. One's that defenseman, that big defenseman guy. I forget his name. We'll find it out by next show. I'll get him on there. I think those two guys, there's two guys on the world junior team this year on Sweden. I had them on the list. They got to be in the NHL next year to be eligible for this tournament. Well, I think though. they're going to make the team. That's what okay. I'm saying. I think they're going to lose two. You know that big defenseman played in Sweden? He had a little bit of grit to him. Mm -hmm. He was the guy that started swinging at the Americans when they're getting their asses kicked. You know, he wasn't the guy that was friendly in the sh handshake sure, line, sure. That, that dude. You know what I mean? I think he's going to make the team if he's on an NHL team, but I think he's ready because I sure. think he's 20 years old and he's, he's played over there and he stayed over there. So I think it's those two guys. But besides that, your list is great. But I think that when I can't wait to see your finish team. Yes. I'm looking forward to that next year because I think now, because I've been doing a little research myself, I think Sweden's going to be the weakest team. I think it's going to be Finland, actually. You think so? Yeah. I was like, okay, we'll talk next week. We'll so, talk about night because I'll bring up my Finnish guys. But I'm looking around and I'm thinking the Finns might have a little bit more grit on their team. Go down, mm, look but down. But they have a lot less to choose from. But their guys, the but, but the guys that they have are going to be solid. Well, we'll get, I, I mean, mean, not that what Sweden's guys aren't solid, but they don't have grit. 
Well, let's get to that right now because when you go to defense, Victor Hedman, okay, Rasmus Dahlin, yeah, Hampus Lindholm, who can bash people around. That's the, okay. That's your three guys. The rest of the guys, no. I uh, forgot about Hedman. Matthias Ekholm, I have him on the team, so I'm going with four lefties, three righties. Okay. Eric Carlson, um, Rasmus Anderson. You think Eric Carlson's going to be on the team? I think so. Right next year? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's going to be tough to leave him off. Well, that only because of his reputation. Yes. And then the thing there, but I and think the other guys might come along, like that guy might play some of the, the junior We'll see. Guy. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I have Adam Larson as my other D. Lilligren, I had on the outside looking in, although like the way he's been playing now, he might replace uh, Erasmus Anderson. If we, uh, I, I think so too. Not only that, you're going to get to see him through the playoffs, and he's going to have another four months of playing hockey before this tournament comes around. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be playing on the Leafs, and he's going to get a lot of exposure. And if he continues playing the way it is, I think that he's going to make it anyway. No, I wasn't thinking that before you had this list. Like, before that, I, I didn't really give him any consideration. But I've seen him play the last couple of weeks, and i got to go, hmm. He does not look out of place on the top pair. No, no, no. He looks really good. Um, you know what I mean? I, I'd, like to, I'd like to get a little more grit out of him, too. Like, he should hit somebody once in a while. I mean, he doesn't. He's not soft. No. He's not soft. But sometimes I wish he would just let someone come over the line let him know he's there. Sure. Very good with his stick, though. Very yeah. good with, you know what I mean, all that kind of stuff. But you know when the playoffs come? Because what's going Florida is going to do, they're going to go and hit Lilligren. Just go in the corner and bash him every time you see him. Mm-hmm. You know Florida's going to do that. Obviously. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm, I'm hoping is that we see from him in the maturation point of view is that he gets up and fights back. What's the guy on, on a Colorado? Isn't there a Colorado guy there? Uh, Swedish guy from Colorado? On, Defenseman? On no. No, forward. He's showing a little bit more grit. I think is he, or is he the Finnish guy? There's a guy. He's called, he, ranting and he's Finnish. Oh, okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he's showing me some yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like he's suddenly, you know what I mean? Like um, maybe we'll talk about him next week. Okay, <laughs> that's what we'll, we'll get to him. But I'm For, saying what, what's going to happen is uh, Sweden. Like, good thing they got Hedman and what's his name? Yeah, because they're going to be back there and they're not going to let anybody push them around. But they're not on the ice all the time. No. That's, but, I mean, there are those four guys on the left. I mean, I had to keep up Jonas Brodin and Gustav Forsling just because of how stacked Sweden is on the left side on defense. Point well taken. I'm just worried about their grip, but we'll see. And then we'll in net, uh, Linus Ulmark, uh, Jacob Markstrom, and Urson are my top three. Well, they're the only three that I've seen around when I was looking for Well, there's, there's Gustafsson, too, on Minnesota, who's having a bit of a bad season. But he could bounce back. That's true, because at the beginning of the year, he was talked about as one of those goalies that's going to rise up. We're Absolutely. Talk so, yeah, we got to wait till there. But that's a good list. I mean, that's solid for Sweden. Like, I, when I looked around, I know those are the three goalies. That's the three guys that I had. But I'm, I'm missing. I'm going to get – when I get home, I'll – I must have left it on the coffee table. Because there's a couple guys I'm missing. But I'm saying that's fine. What I, I was basing it on is that we're basing it on what we're seeing right now. Well, there's a little project- bit of projection in yeah, there. Yeah, but, but, yeah. yeah but, but, I, but I think that's pretty solid the way that it goes. No yeah. doubt about it. Okay. On to our Saturday night pick Oh, I had a pretty good week last week, didn't I? You No. <laughs> didn't I have not? Good, you it? were 4 for 13. Oh, shit. I, thought I was even bad. worse somehow. So, But some of the games were so bad. Like, how, like I didn't expect. Like When I got home, I had three losses. By the time I got out of here and went home and turned on the TV at 4 o'clock, I had three losses already. Yeah, the first three games you I was were wrong done, on. kicked right in the face, right off. I go, what's yep. going on here? Okay, what do we got for... So we got St. Louis at Detroit. I'm going to take the Red Wings. All day. Great win they had against Colorado. One of the best hockey games I've seen all year. And Patrick Kane is now a point-per-game player. Oh, He's oh, coming in for him. Oh. Montreal at the New Jersey Devils. Sorry, Cruz, I'm taking the Devils. So am I. Whoa, Okay. Tampa Bay at the Islanders. You know what I wish I could know, though, about that is who's playing 
goal for Montreal tonight. You never know. It should be Montauban. Uh, let's see. You can pull up at that information. Daily face-off to the rescue. Yes. <laughs> Daily face-off starting goalies. Okay. Montreal. Oh, they haven't confirmed yet. Yeah, so I'm taking. They're expecting it to be Jake Allen, but. I'm taking. I'm taking the Devils that way. They need the win. They're at home. Is that? It's in. It's in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, and I should mention as for before also St. Louis at Detroit uh, starting goalies confirmed to be Jordan Bennington and Alex Lyon. I don't mm -hmm. think that really changes much. No. Uh, Tampa Bay at the New York Islanders. Tampa Bay starting Vasilevsky. Islanders starting Sorokin. I'm going to pick the Islanders since Tampa Bay has not looked too hot lately. And you know what? Your prediction of them missing the playoffs is still in play. It is, especially it's if New Jersey gets play. a goalie. Yes, it's like well, something's happened to Tampa Bay. And then just getting that beating, what, they lost nine-something? Yeah, they got their ass oh, handed. Oh, that was bad. I'm taking the Islanders, too. All right, New York Rangers at the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Shesterkin is confirmed in net for the Rangers. Uh, Flyers haven't confirmed their starter yet, though it's expected to be Samuel Urson. I'm taking Philly. I'm taking the Rangers. Okay. Uh, Washington at Florida. Uh, Washington has not confirmed a goalie. It's expected to be Charlie Lindgren. Florida will be starting Anthony Stolarz. And I expect Florida to kick the hell out of them. I expect Florida to kick the hell out of them, too. <laughs> I, you know, no love lost between those two teams, by the way. Absolutely not. Yeah, so they're going to they get a chance. They're going to beat their asses. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs at the Colorado Avalanche. No confirmed starters yet, but it's expected to be Samsonov versus Georgiev. I'm picking the Leafs. I'm taking Colorado. Even though Colorado hasn't looked that hot lately? You know, because they're going to be at home, and they're great at home. They, I think they got what, one of the best home records in the league. I've also seen them cough it up at home a few times. Not as much as they should. I'm just saying that Toronto's not going to keep winning. they got to lose eventually. That's why. Never beat against, bet against the streak, though. Boston at Vancouver. Uh, both goalies unconfirmed, but it's expected to be Swayman versus Thatcher Demko. Uh, I'm going to say Vancouver pulls this one out. They're on a bit of a losing streak, but they're going to have the home fans riled up. They lost those games on the road. I think they're going to win, too, getting back at home. And I'm saying both of those teams are in a stale part right now. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. So um, I'm going to go with Vancouver. Boston lost their last game, though, didn't they? I believe they did. It was a tight game, but I think they lost it in the third period. Vegas Golden Knights at the Ottawa Senators. Uh, it's expected to be Aiden Hill, although he's unconfirmed. And it's looking like it's going to be Anton Forsberg starting for Ottawa. I'm going to pick Vegas on the road. I'm taking Vegas on the road, too, because I don't know what's going on in Ottawa anymore. Although they're starting to win some games lately. It's kind of like the don't believe what you see in uh, and September then they got kind of their thing ass in baseball. kicked the other night. They look terrible. Who, who beat uh, them? Um, uh, Arizona beat them or Anaheim beat them in their house. What was it? Was it Anaheim? Probably. I think it was Anna, one of them. I don't know. What, like, probably don't Anaheim, know. yeah, because yeah, they, 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 they went to yeah, Toronto, too. Yeah. Yeah. So they went into Ottawa and just freaking slapped them. I went, oh, boy. That looks interesting. Uh, Dallas Stars at the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Ottinger is confirmed for Dallas, and Peter Kachetkov is expected for the Hurricanes, although it's still unconfirmed. I'm, st I'm saying da the Stars to steal a win. I'm thinking Carolina. Okay. I'm taking the Stars. Uh, Minnesota Wild at the Seattle Kraken. Marc-Andre Fleury confirmed for the Wild. No confirmed goalie yet for Seattle, but it's expected to be Joey Decord. Is Minnesota making the run to make the playoffs? It's now or never. They saying. pulled out the win last night in, uh, uh, in Edmonton. I expect uh, them to go back-to-back. -back. Give me the Wild. I'm going to take them, too. Oh, okay. I know you don't like Seattle, so that shouldn't be too surprising. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Early in the year, I thought Minnesota was going to be a sleeper team. 
Like if you go back to our beginning of the season, I still could be. Gonna, but I thought they were going to be a little. I thought they were going to be. They, I've had injury issues. I know that. Yeah. But it's not like you say. It's now or never for them. What are they? Five points out of the playoffs right now. Two points back. Are oh, they two now? They could make the run. Okay. There's a bunch of teams around them though, so it's a big sticky mess. Oh, huge. Uh, Nashville Predators at the San Jose Sharks. Uh, it's expected to be UC Saros for Nashville, even though he's not confirmed, and it's going to be Capo Kakinen. Could be on the move at the deadline for San Jose. I'm going to pick Nashville. I'm taking San Jose. Ooh. San, San they got to win some games eventually. That's what I'm thinking. This should be the time. And Nashville's not that good. They're really not. Like, they should have been better. They might sneak into the playoffs, They though. might. But at the beginning of the year, they were talking about maybe being a top-four team in the conference. Now look at them. No. They're not. They're not. They're, every time I see them, they look. Who, who have they got? Nah, who was picking Nashville top four in the conference? Everyone knew. Or top four in their division. Was it top four? They, they were talking about being a. They still spot. might be, because <laughs> the central's not that strong. Oh, it's brutal. Either way, Anaheim at LA. Both goalies unconfirmed, but it's expected to be John Gibson versus Cam Talbot. I'm going to pick the LA Kings at oh, home. Oh, me too. I think LA's right at the ship. I think. I'm not sure, but Ali's there. That's the last game, ain't eh? no, no, one more. Edmonton, right? Edmonton. Calgary at Edmonton. Both oh, yeah. boys unconfirmed. Expects to be Markstrom versus Stuart Skinner, though. I mean, uh, Skinner didn't start last night, so it should be him tonight. Uh, I'm going to pick Edmonton at home. They're going to be Especially on off. a Saturday night. Battle of Alberta. Edmonton all day. Has Edmonton's lost, what, two of their last three? Uh, Since yes. the streak, they've lost two of their last three or three of their last four, so they've been in a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. But then, nah, they're going to kill Calgary tonight. They're yeah. going to hunt for bear. So we're on the same page for nine of the 13 games tonight. Should be interesting. Wow. Let me put some money down and see. Put some money down and see where it goes. Um, before we leave hockey, I was very happy to hear on two channels, and we have made a bet about this, and I'm going to just throw it out there because we throw Habs on the Taps on the Habs. Habs. Slavkowski is going to be a star. He's Nyes going, might beat him to 25 goals, though. I'm going to say we got Nyes, or Nyes and Slavkowski. Who gets it first? I'm still going with him. You've seen the last 10 games. He's point-to-game player in the last uh, 10 to 15 games. He's just a beast. And he can shoot. finally shoot in the puck. Mm-hmm. Maybe when you're younger, you're always trying to pass it off to be a team guy, but now he's shooting the puck. Well, I mean, he, maybe he's learning that some of his line mates. <laughs> you go, okay, that's true, too. Okay, now on to where... On to where we have to talk about something that's a complete mess right now. And I'm trying to keep credibility with it. But this NBA season and this whole NBA charade is really driving me crazy. Why is that? Because, first of all, we had this in-season tournament that was supposed to be so great. And we weren't supposed to have load management. And now we're getting it. And now we're having players bitch. And now we're having games where... Load management is down, though, this year. Can't deny that. Oh, it had to be because uh, that's... The new rules. No, we're going to get to that when I talk about the gospel according to Cruz. But the bottom line is, is um, what we're going to start talking about in this league now is that we're not going to have LeBron and Curry around all the time. And I'm really irritated by the fact that LeBron got up at a press conference and said, I did not know anything about that trade till I heard it on online. Is that not the biggest bullshit? Like, is the NBA just like a big soap opera? <laughs> well, is that what it is? That. Okay, but I mean, it, it's getting so bad. And what I'm starting to, to think about in, in this... I don't world, even get... Just say no comment, LeBron. That's yeah, all I have to say. Yeah, come on, say you just, like, you make us look stupid. You know what I mean? Like, you, 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 what is, is that? Um, you're at the All-Star game doing your crown move. 
You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? And you don't say you know anything. You're the face of the league and all that stuff. What I'm getting at is that I'm thinking that when there's a transition every time when you go from generation to generation to where the players are going. And I think that what, what's going on here is that young teams don't win in the NBA as much. But I'm starting to believe that maybe they can. You Why know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm looking at OKC. They went in and they beat LA in their house. They went in and beat Golden State in their house. Yeah, they but those aren't teams where they are going to win the championship anyways. They would beat Denver in their house. They beat Clippers in their house. Those those are That's big regular games. season, though. I, well, we're going to get the seven games, but I'm saying they're really but good. But, oh, yeah, like once you get to playoffs, you know, your bench gets a little bit shorter. Agreed. And so what are we going to say about Minnesota? Like, they're another team. Like they're I not think I'm, there, I'm right there where I am with OKC. I don't think it's their time yet. Oh, I don't know. I'm Do you see the awkward it. interview with uh, A-Rod courtside? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, keep them away. Just keep them away, okay? But anyways, I'm just saying that. Here we are right now at the NBA. First of all, we're not even going to talk about the Toronto Raptors because they're, they're an afterthought now completely. Whatever they've done, trade deadline's over. The waivers have gone, and it's a drag. Like I said before, I hate it when you got a team that you want to cheer for and you can't even look. The other night, the game was on. I didn't even turn it on. I didn't even turn on, and it was a terrible game, and they won anyway. But it was just two terrible teams playing. So what I'm getting at in the NBA is that I think that the league's now, like, it's gotten a little bit, um, it's warped. And it's going to do when we get our power rate, rate rankings. I'm going to show you why. Because in the East, it's just a mess. Like, who's, who's going to win there? Who's going to be? Boston is the only viable team that I see in the West. I mean, the East. All the other teams are just, like, they're a joke. Like, Milwaukee. Not even Cleveland? I'm hoping they are the team that'll rise up, but every year they get there and they're not doing it. They got the second best record in the East. Yeah, and not well, only that, I mean, really, but, but last year was their first time back in the playoffs in a long time. So was it? I thought they yeah. made it their third year. Anyway, no, last year was there. And they, whatever. It was a good series against the Knicks. When the when the playoffs start, see the Knicks are another problem because they've had so many injuries now, and Obi's yeah, out again. Okay, so, but I'm saying we got to wait to see them in the last 10 games because the Knicks were the greatest thing since sliced bread a month ago. Couple, three injuries now, we can't even find them. Uh, Tibbs, who runs players into the ground, got to slow down on, on uh, Jalen Brunson's minutes because the time we get to playoffs, he's going to have no legs. You know what I mean? Because they're playing him, what, 40 minutes a night mm -hmm. in, in, in heavy duty combat because I still think the East is a little tougher from a physicality point of view, kind of when you look at it that way. Okay. So, um, I'm just saying that the, the league's unbalanced. If Boston doesn't go to the finals, I'll be shocked. I'm going to say that right now. There's no team. There's no team. Now that Embiid's out on Philadelphia, Milwaukee's a mess. The Knicks is the only – Knicks and Cleveland are the only viable teams. But when you look at the Celtics, how they're built defensively and offensively, they, they're, they're well balanced. The only thing that I think could hurt Boston, and I hope it does because I hate them too, is they shoot too many threes. Yeah, it's hurt them before. Yeah, that's I mean. They shoot too many. I want to say that burned them last year in the playoffs. Yeah, because they kept trying to get back on it, and they didn't get it, and they missed. Like, and they've got the size to go inside. You know what I mean? And this is what makes the NBA driving me crazy. Do you know that the Toronto Raptors are a top five in the paint scoring team? Yes. Which is a recipe to make the playoffs. But just everything else they do is so shitty. Well, they can't shoot. That's, and they, a big that's what I'm saying. That we're like, that's why I'm saying a thing about numbers is, it, we'll get to that. But um, that drives me crazy because if you were just to take, say, like 10 stat numbers and you pulled three out of the Raptors, you'd be saying, hey, this looks like a playoff team. Look at these numbers. Then you look at the rest of it and you go, oh, my God, what's going on here? You know what I mean? And I'm finding a lot of the teams are like that. Too much three-point shooting and not enough defense. What, what, what do we call that? We call that the Indiana Pacers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, those guys run up 120, give up 115. So, I'm finding that um, 
Whereas, like, you know, in football where all of a sudden defenses has got to shift back this year where the physical teams and the more defensive teams have risen up because they said the, it's got so much offense in the NFL, we'll never see a good defense anymore, and somehow it got adjusted. I'm thinking that the NBA has to go through some kind of transition where they bring oh, they defense will. back. Oh, they will. They will. You think? Yeah. When? I don't know. Someone's going to figure out a scheme, though. That's what I got. It's got to be there because that's some- what happened in football. It took them a while, but we finally got here. Okay, well, teams gotta- realize basically, you know, in football, I don't want to get too much of a tangent, but like you divide the field in half, basically, it makes things a lot easier. Uh-huh. Someone's going to figure out something out like that in football this year, or not that this year, it. but like some. I in hope a few so years. because some of the games are so bad. When when you get a great game, you get a great game. Agreed. I'm not saying that. They're in there, and they're coming down the stretch, we've been seeing some more great games, but now it gets back into the NBA where they're churning out the thing. Golden State Warriors have won a few games. They're getting back on TV. Everybody's back on the bandwagon. We love Steph. Oh, Draymond, come back. He saved the day and all that shit. No, I'm waiting for the new generation to come along and move the game forward because some of this stuff, I'm, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of seeing, like, LeBron look in the camera and lying to me. I'm tired of Steph Curry getting up to the press conference and saying the same thing he said 10 years ago he's saying today, which is very good because he's diplomatic about it. Let's open up the door so that we see bigger and better things coming, and I hope they do. And, you know, it would be nice if Denver repeated because I have no problem with the dynasty kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they will. but they might. Uh, But they might, you know what I'm saying? So when you're looking at it right now, I'm thinking that I don't want to talk a lot about the NBA because this week I've seen so many shitty things going on. Uh, Did you watch All-Star? Nah. Nah, even though I believed in it. No, I didn't. I believe they should have an All-Star. The dunk contest in the All-Star game, I think, need a big uh, overhaul. Or just, you know what it needs? You you need the PR. You need named guys. Anything to do with the players have to buy it Oh, the slam dunk. God bless Jalen Brown for... uh, going in there yeah the only star in the slam dunk that's what i'm saying so back in the day it was marketed like they should go back to the nba and wilkins versus uh jordan yeah all that kind of stuff yeah but what is it saying so like here's the other thing that gets us this way and then the fans are going say what the only way to get these guys to do something is to put money on the table so you're going to put more money on the table that guy makes 25 million dollars a year if you want to market your event, that's yeah. what you got to do, and that's what the people at me like. About. Oh, okay, Mac McClung's gonna keep coming in and winning oh. the dunk contest. The oh. guy in the G League. Okay, come on, that's ridiculous. It's silly, but if, if, let's no respect, it. no disrespect to him. No, no, I'm not. I'm, we're not, and that, that's cool either. But it's like looking like this way. McDavid got a million dollars for skating around the rink faster than anybody else. Well, not just that. Okay, but let's cut to the chase here. That's why you're saying he should not, he should move out of the way for everybody else to make a million dollars, right? Yeah. The only reason they got him there is because they put money on the table. They had to do that. Well, the same thing as like the NBA, like the game itself, they get money. Every player gets a little bit of money, right? It's like that too for hockey. Yeah, they get it there now. But that's the only way you're going to do it. And how much money do you got to give them so they want to try? You know what I mean? Yeah. What about your intestinal fortitude? Don't you have something to believe in there? Sure. Then then what you're going to do is, like I said earlier in the show, it's just a place to respect the players because they've achieved this and the corporate people can come in and schmooze to them. Let's just call it that and I, nothing else. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if that's the case, then, then why doesn't the NBA just go to like a three-on-three thing like the NHL does? No. No, don't do that. Why? Please, no, no. That'll just then, then. Then might as well go to Rutgers Park and see the kids playing out there because they do all but that. But it's an all-star showcase. You want to showcase your best players. Uh, They're not going to play defense anyways. I don't know. I Make don't it know. like a three-on-three tournament. I think that'd be cool. Uh, well, well, I'm. I'm. You know what? Don't be surprised 
if something like that happens within the next five years. I would welcome it. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm too old and I, I don't really want to get there. But Three-point contest was great, though. Don't touch that. Oh, no, that's always good. That's the, Yeah, no, and that's just because it's a good shooting skill and it's, it's, a, it's a practical thing that we see that guys are doing and blah, blah, blah. No, keep that in there. Um, the Curry versus uh, Ionescu. Oh, that was fun. Was cool too. That was fun, yeah. That, like, I watched that part. I didn't watch the actual game, but all the skills, things I kind of watched, that was kind of fun. You know what I mean? Because you get to see people working on the things that make the game, so to speak, right? Yeah, I, th I thought the skills challenge was a little bit weird at the end when like the guys are like taking turns shooting. I didn't get like how that part no, worked. No, I but... didn't either. That was kind of weird. But, you know, everything needs to be fine-tuned. It was entertaining. That part yeah, of it was yeah. entertaining, so I'm going to go I there. I agree. So I'm not going to talk a lot about the NBA Really, because our show's running too long. But we should come up with anything else you want to talk about the NBA? Well, we, I think we should also mention that uh, Kerr became the highest-paid NBA coach in history with a two-year, $35 million extension. So that's $17.5 million per year for the next two years. That's insane. Absolutely insane. But, hey, Golden State's one of the richest franchises in the league. And they've had so much success. And there you go. So they're going to get it. And he is the catalyst, even though I think Mark Jackson got kicked out the door. Maybe it was the right move at the time. I think it was. But uh, that's too bad. Because the team completely transformed year to year. Yeah, but he They went from a number six seed to like a number one seed under okay, from but, Jackson to Kerr. But if you talk to every guy, if you talk to the Clay Thomases, the Gray, Draymond Clay Green, Thompson. Clay Thompson, those guys, they said they learned all the, the, the defense they learned from Mark Jackson. You don't really? think they're just being diplomatic? No, I don't know. I'm just saying they still bring him up now. They still say he was, so he must have had some long-lasting effect for them to say that. Okay? But I, he couldn't finish the job. No. Well, they said you need a change. Like you said about your theory about, okay, that's long enough for the coach next. Yep. Okay, you know what I mean? Okay, anything else? Because um, the reason I'm not going on so much is because when we get to my uh, gospel according to Cruz, you'll understand because it'll be a little bit more NBA related. Uh-oh. So okay. uh, we'll just move on to our power rankings? Yes. Okay. Okay, I'll start us off. Mm. My number five, I got the Denver Nuggets. Wow. Okay. Number four, I have your Los Angeles Clippers. Wow. Number three, Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. Number two, Minnesota Timberwolves. And number one, the Boston Celtics. We got the exactly, honest to God. The only thing we got different is I got OKC at two. And Minnesota, Minnesota three? at three, but I got the Clippers at four and the Nuggets at five. Who are your five and or your uh, six and seven? Just out of curiosity. What's that? Like who are your like teams? Just uh, uh, I had Cleveland and Phoenix um, just outside. Yeah, I I know I had Cleveland there too, but they they scare me. And uh, I've seen the Clippers lately, and I'm going I don't know because suddenly someone comes down the track, and I don't really like them a lot, and that's Dallas. Dallas is Whoa, ten games in a row. That is not expect where I no, thought. No, but I mean, I'm, they're, they're they're ten games in a row. They won enough. ten in a row. Like they're coming down the track. And you know how? Well, you know what I think of Dallas. I know you think of Luca. Oh, that's what I'm saying. But I'm not saying. Oh, you old guys love Luca Doncic, oh, right? Oh, come on. In any event, we could be talking about this in two weeks. Like they, if they keep going the way they are, they may make a, um, they may make the, they may find a power ranking on the house that happens if yeah. they continue to go the way that they're seven, going. Seven wins in a row for the Dallas Mavericks. Is that what is it? Then what is it? And they've won 12 of their last whatever. They're hot. Yeah. They're, they're coming down. And so is Cleveland. And I want to give Cleveland some love because the other thing is, you look at the differences, I love all the players on Cleveland. Like, I like Donovan Mitchell. I like Garland. I like Allen. I like Mobley. I love that team. So yeah. I hope they get there. Whereas when we look at Dallas, what do we got? Kyrie, Luka. Uh, what's his name? Hardaway, bunch of bums, whatever you're going to call it. But they, they're, they're, they're making the run. And I think that Phoenix is – they, they were. Like I had on my original list, 
I wrote down like seven or eight teams. Phoenix was in there because um, uh, Durant and and there and Beal and um, what's his name Booker. But I'm saying in every team it's like on a hockey team and everything else. And I hate the guy that Grayson Allen. He's the reason that Phoenix going on. That guy such does everything and he's so dirty. But that's what we're going to see at the end of the year. Because and if you look at this, so is what I was saying previously about the NBA. Okay, we picked five teams, right? Yep. How many from the East? Just one. That's what I'm saying. It's just a mishmash. So I think that Boston should come out of there. You know what I mean? Yep. But we'll have a little bit more on the NBA next week, and we're going to have a lot more about the baseball thing. But now we're going to come to a little section. Well, I, I just want to bring up okay. one thing I forgot to mention on the uh, top of the show. Amazon Prime. Oh, right. Paying I, a record $120 million for exclusive rights to an NFL playoff game for next season. I'm assuming that's going to be a wild card game. I'm thinking it's going to be a wild card, too. $120 million. The monolith keeps getting bigger. <laughs> $120 million, that's insane. You know that, eh? And, and the other pushback is, um, if you don't have Amazon Prime, you're not going to get to see the game. In the States, yes. In, the in States, Canada, we got different rules. But, I know, but, yeah. that, but that's crazy now. So what they're doing is they're just squeezing everybody. They're taking that rock, and they're getting blood from a stone. It's amazing that they did that. I mean, they're doing something right, because I think I'm going to subscribe to Apple Plus so I can get uh, MLB and the MLS games this summer. But Oh, really? Yeah. I got a box. <laughs> I should be saying that too loud. They'll be coming down. The, the, FBI, or the Canadian equivalent of the FBI is going to be coming to your door. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But uh, anyways, we'll move this on to uh, my favorite segment, your favorite segment, everyone in the world's favorite segment. It's the gospel according to Cruz. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I'm going to take this right down to a grassroots level in this way. Every one of us, if we have to survive, we have to go to work, Right. We got to go to work every day. We got to put in our 40 hours. Sure. Okay. We have benefits. We have sick days. But we know that when we go to work and you get X amount of dollars to do this much productivity in order for whoever you're working for can keep this thing going. Whether you work for a construction company, you work for a grocery store, you work uh, as a nurse or you work as a policeman or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. All right. You sign for the job. So this is what you have to do, right? I'm getting a little sick of what I'm hearing about these multi-million dollar players who are making more money than a blue collar guy like myself could ever imagine. And then I hear about the bitching that goes with it. I think it's about time that maybe it would be nice if all of us turned off our TVs and didn't watch sports anywhere for one week to just put these guys in their place. And what are you asking me about? Well, it all started that really made me flip out is, does anyone know who Anthony Rendon is? I do. Okay, so this guy won a uh, uh, World Series with Washington a few years ago, right? Yes. Got the bag. With the Angels, and it's gone wonderful for him. And I mean, and by wonderful, I mean not very well at all. Okay, so this guy comes in, and they ask him about the season, and he goes, baseball is not my number one priority. Whoa. What would you say if you were on the team and you heard your guy, that's like coming to work today now, and the guy says, you know what, I'm not going to work hard today, so you have to work extra hard. Like, what kind, of, what kind of nonsense is this? You know what I mean? Oh, gee. Son, I'll be right back. I'm on the air. Okay, right back. All right. I always do that for my son because he gets in there first. In any event, um, I was absolutely appalled by that statement. Like, what are you going to do when you're in the dressing room now and you're going to go to battle and you got the guy at the end of your bench saying, 
I have a family. Yes, I know. I got to put food in the table. This is my job. Okay, I got you're saying that, but when there's a little bit difference, your job's a little bit different than a police officer or, or a construction worker. You're out there to win. You're playing on a team where you want to go forward. And you're going to tell me, and he's not the only one. When you hear players around the league start saying, well, you know, I have other priorities, then what you're telling me is that maybe I shouldn't watch your team if you're not going to... If you're not going to be giving me 100%, why should I be going out to watch you? Why should I be supporting you? So that you can make your $50 million a year when you're saying, well, I don't really care about this, which gets well, me... Well, I would push back on that, saying something... Just because you're saying something's not your number one priority doesn't mean you're giving, a, 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 giving it 100%. Do you not question what someone would just... I, and, and, and here's, the, here's the, the juxtaposition with that before I go out there. Mike Trout's... Um, Press conference the same day, playing on the same team as Randon says, I don't want to leave here. I've been playing on uh, California I mean, for the Angels so long, I want to bring a championship to this franchise. That's a startling thing. you got two guys, and they're both making mad money mm. going into the same dressing room every day, and they're going to have to say, where's that team going? That's why Otani left town, maybe. When he heard a guy talking like that, you have that attitude. Well, I mean, I, I think it all starts from the top with the Angels. We know their ownership well, isn't very good. Okay, but, so, but I'm just talking about players and player attitude. That's number one. Number two is this. The NBA decided that the um, load management thing got out of hand, so now they have gone with the uh, uh, contract, which was negotiated, that you have to play 65 games a year in order for you to be in line to win awards. Or which, be on like, all-star teams. Or be on all-star yeah. teams. And it also has to do with you getting your all-star team, that could affect your contract and the big money you're getting. Yes. So, so I'm going, now the guys are pushing back about 65 games. Wait a second here. And J.J. Redick go eat my shorts because, oh, they do more cutting. They do more this. They do more that in the NBA than they did 30 years ago. I don't want to hear that because 30 years ago, if you had the 65-game rule in, 94% of all the players that were on these teams played 65 games. Suddenly, when it got to the late 90s, early 2000s, it dropped down to 80 88 or something or 86 percent do you know what it is today it's they within the last couple seasons they were struggling to get 70 percent of these guys going in there so if i gotta go to work every day and i do have sick days i'll take the occasional day off but these guys who are making more money in one game than i'm probably going to make in a whole goddamn year can suddenly tell me oh can we restructure this because i don't know if i can play 65 games what when you signed on the contract isn't it an 82 game schedule mm -hmm. so didn't you sign up for 82 games now like on my job you might get some sick days and we're going to take a couple days off i respect that but you're going to tell me that 65 games don't know can we drop it to 58 so what are you going to tell me? One third of the time you're going to pay me and I don't have to go to work? What a job. I want to go to my work and say, I want one third of the time off and you still pay me. What's my job going to tell me? <laughs> Get out the door. I'm gone before you can say it. So what I'm saying is that there's a level of greed, incompetence, and not necessarily incompetence, but self-entitlement. Yeah, definitely entitlement. That I think is in great danger of affecting the highest level of competition with which I want to watch. So I'm just saying this as the gospel according to Cruz. Go to work every day. Be productive. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have to become a horse. And everyone goes, what do you mean become a horse? Okay, do you know the horse got us to where we are today in the history of the world? Do you know how big that animal is? Do you know it has one of the smallest brains of any animal, mammal on the earth? 
Okay, so that's a pretty small brain for a pretty big animal, right? So what do we do? They put blinders on them. Why? Because then the horse knows to only see what's going forward and they are productive. Mm -hmm. Should we start putting blinders maybe on some of these goddamn players and just say, go forward and be productive, please? Because then all you're whining, you're crying, you're... you're uh, um, powdered sugar, your TikTok scene, going to the club. I don't want to know about. I want to know what you're doing on the thing. And so one more time, if I hear players talking about what they're going to do, I'm going to lose my mind. So remember when you're watching sports sometimes, maybe I'm going to start a thing where one week I'll tell everybody in North America, turn off your TVs for one week and don't go to the games. How would that affect the players? But it's not going to happen. No, it's not. And that's the world that we live in, so to speak. In any event, that brings us to the end of the show. But think about that when you're buying your tickets. Think about that when you're buying your jersey. Think about that when you're, when you're buying that, your new Apple subscription so you can see more games. Is it going to be worth it for you to put out your money when you know you're not going to get the comeback that you're dedicating yourself to watch? That's all I'm saying. Got it? Fair enough. Uh, I just wanted to make a couple shout-outs here. Uh, Humber Hawks. Volleyball provincial finals are today, men's and women's, so big shout out to them. Good luck. Yes. Women going for their third in a row. Men, I believe, are going for their fourth provincial title in a row. Big shout out to them. Uh, also, basketball, they are men's and women's both playing in their quarterfinals today. The men's are playing at home against the arch rival Sheridan, so oh. should be uh, the opposite of exciting. That's a joke, but... Okay. Uh, when you're told to, that no bags are allowed in the gym, you know it's going to be a crazy one. Oh... Is that what they said? Yeah. Wow. And that's... that's well, it's Humber or Sheridan. You know, that, there's, okay. there's cops in the gym. It's the only game for that. Oh, gee. That's, that, that tells you that's, that's some serious shit going on. Oh, there. yeah. It's a serious rivalry. It goes all the way back to the mid-80s, basically. Oh, uh, any shout-outs you want to make before the end of the show? Um, a big shout-out to uh, the people out at Sam Francesco's because I have got in touch with them and we are going to definitely think about coming out there to do a show after I talk to you about it. We said we're going to make some arrangements, and hopefully we're going to have a preseason baseball prognostication show from there or sometime in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Along the way. And another big shout-out to let everyone know that's keep asking me because I know I'm a regular here. Yes, Shoeys is coming back in a big way. It's just going to take a little bit more time than we originally thought, correct? That's right. There you go. Anything else you'd like to say before you go? Uh, that's about it. This, this was The House That Happens. Hi, my name is Andrew Milani. And my name is Cruz, and you know what we do? We keep, keep the, the vibe, vibe alive. alive. You can find The House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.